Let me change. Do it with some soul and a little love. Change. Yeah, it's about the love. Change. Do it with some soul and a little love. Change. You can't make a change unless you got the love. Change. Do it with some soul and a little love. Change. You can't make a change unless you got some love. Change. Do it with some soul and a little love. Change. We started from the bottom, talking about the roots. Every time I'm in the booth, I gotta shoot the truth. Hey friends, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? It's that favorite episode of every TV series you watch. That one episode <laughs> where you're so ramped up for that final season finale and to know what happens next. And then it's like, psych, bitch, it's a recap show. <laughs> and we're here to recap uh, season one of The Boondocks with you. Um, and more so also recap our podcast and, you know, just the things we've discussed, going over everything and just society and social justice and how things have changed and where our characters ended up and where we've ended up on mm-hmm. this podcast and yeah how y'all living holy shit yeah hey, what's up, it's Edmund? it's been yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been an eventful uh shit what six months ish a little bit so yeah we started and uh, so let, yeah, you're muted uh, sorry, I, I always mute myself because I don't want my I don't want the music coming back through my headphones into this. And I, so I, I'm way in producer mode. So yeah, I was so, so hi, hi, it's Dean. I'm your friendly producer. Uh, so so yeah. Uh, so what was I about to say? Um, yeah, it's been since uh, September second was our first show. Really? Was our was our episode zero, our intro, um, and things have gone pretty well for us i mean so september october uh, so five months yeah yeah a little over five. wow um uh, we've I, had I, we've had a couple of weeks <laughs> off here and there just because of True. life yeah uh so i mean yeah overall it's been you know say, we'll just say five months um so we st- uh it's been we're, six months since george floyd which was what brought the idea on. yeah that's why okay um so yeah the uh we're at on Twitter. We're at 331 followers there. Uh, Facebook, we're at 68. Uh, I, okay. Though I'm not super active on Facebook. <laughs> uh, Facebook. Instagram, Instagram <laughs> is a little bit better with 86. Uh, w- so far, we've had 975 complete downloads of of our episodes. Nice. Uh, so that which is respectable. Um, and hey, I'm happy that it's more than my like three friends that I know are what are listening. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so I want to give some, I want to give some thanks for everything. That's, uh, some folks that have, uh, kind of supported us. I mean, yeah. aside from you Queens, of course, uh, and, and, and hubby as well. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I want, I want, we want to thank Dennis Guggen for doing his awesome custom uh, Funko <laughs> pops that he's doing for the show. Yeah. Uh, they're, they look amazing. Uh, I can't wait to, so cool. I can't wait to actually hold them. I think it's going to be <laughs> awesome. Uh, we want to give thanks to Justin from smoking Reggie's podcast for joining us for on yeah. our return of the King episode. Uh, uh, thanks to demand, uh, for, uh, from demand does and different world podcasts for joining us on our election night, uh, as well as Drake from everything culture podcast and joining us on election night. That was awesome. I would also like to thank, uh, and this, this is, I kind of uh, surprise, a surprise. Uh, and I just found out today cause I'm on TikTok, Um, and I just recently got on TikTok. and as I was scrolling through one of the things that popped up in my TikTok was a Sheru. Uh, and now as we all know, a Sheru wrote the, uh, the intro for the boondocks. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, and, and MLK's and, speech. Yeah. Yeah. 
and oh. but he, he but he talked about in that in that uh in that how he got uh Aaron came to him and said listen here's what I want you to do I want you to, I want it to be 30 seconds long I don't want it to mention any any of the characters or the show but I want it to be as black as you can make it <laughs> and so that, and so that's how it came to be now and so I went to his profile and it looks like he just recently got on there, but he added a link to his Instagram. So I clicked on his Instagram. I said, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go follow him. So I get to his Instagram page from our boondocks Instagram profile. And it says, instead of saying follow, it says follow back. He's oh. been following us already. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like he told me this and I was like, holy shit. Okay, cool. <laughs> so yeah. Wow. I'm chilled. That's freaking Stop by running bitches. Hi. Oh, like <laughs> so, oh, oh my God. Yeah. I so, uh, am uh, over here having a Le Miserable moment <laughs> like when the characters confront each other. Like when you've sat and talked so much shit and you're trying to replay it on <laughs> Do I stay or do I dare? What's going on? Love ah. that. So, yeah. Oh, so that's that awesome. awesome. And so, yeah, I. I I mean, I don't know if he's listening to us aside from our little headliners that I put out on our Instagram. I, 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 I don't know, but if you, if you are, hi, hi. <laughs> hello, uh, and I'd like to, I'd like to cordially <laughs> invite you onto the show. Uh, anytime you want, anytime you'd like to be on, <laughs> uh, uh, we can have a special, you know, we can, we can have a special after school episode. Um, <laughs> Ooh, I like that actually. <laughs> now, I don't know if you guys remembered how many times I've said, like, we're going to manifest and speaking to existence, like talking to Aaron Magruder. Like I, Oh yeah. Man, that well, see, so and I've, and, cool. and I've, I've <sighs> so I figure our first step to that will be a share. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, but, uh, but also, uh, also I follow, follow Rodney Barnes, uh, who's mm-hmm. a, who is a producer on the show, uh, and have, have interacted with him a couple of times. So I'd like to get, I'd like to get everybody that I can on the show. I mean, yeah. if I get fucking Regina King, I'm oh my God, God, I to say that. <laughs> that, that would have She's to be like SNL. live in person. We, oh, I yeah, know. yeah, she is. That would have to be live in person. I, would, like, I, I, I need to. I need to. I would totally fangirl. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I would shake horror Brenda as if would, this was the '80s uh, and she was still on two two seven. I right. Would, she's beautiful. I'd be like, "What do you do oh. to your skin? What do you do?" Like I would. Uh, right. Yeah, we would. And me, I wouldn't say shit. <laughs> you know, it's always the one talking all the garbage. <laughs> then they meet someone of stature, and they're like. I ain't got shit to say. <laughs> we stand. Uh, well, that's yeah, awesome. I, awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, so that's kind of all I've got as far as show stats and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I've. But not bad for first season. No, yeah. not at all. I, think I was going to say, you great. know, kudos, snaps. I, I mean, to, br- to bring kudos. together all of us for, I mean, that didn't know each other mm-hmm. from, from Adam less than That's six insane. months ago yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> to, yeah. to put this together, I think has been a real accomplishment on all of our parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and okay. so I want to say thank you to all of you because I mean, yeah, it was, I had, I mean, just from watching the show it was my idea to, to, and I knew it had to be done, but I knew I couldn't do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm that like, it was a very important realization. I'm like, I, mean, I knew because it. Because then I when knew. he told me, I was like, oh, you can't be on it. No, no, no. I knew. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> I knew. He's wearing a dashiki <laughs> every episode. <laughs> I, got my, I got my, I got my, I got my capri pants. <laughs> <laughs> right. Got and Lego. 
<laughs> yeah, I, reverse, my, my, reverse, vitiligo. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I would, I have to say, I you know I strongly believe in the universe, and you know we have a purpose, and everything's already you know everybody's everything's already decided. Um, so I wasn't big. I I did Twitter years ago when I was like blogging under Pop Passionista, but then I realized I was like I don't have that much. I have a lot to say. And I don't have that much to say to be on Twitter every day. So I had taken myself off, met another podcaster. And she was like, if you don't get your ass back on Twitter, like there's a whole community there. And mm-hmm. so, if, you know, if it wasn't for that suggestion, if it wasn't for, you know, Dean's tweet that I saw, <laughs> you know, randomly. And I was like, all right, I'm going to message him. And then we had like the three of us had an awesome, awesome, awesome call, like our first Zoom call. Yeah. And I remember getting off the phone or getting off the Zoom. And um, yeah. and hubby being like, yeah, that looks like it's, what is this number three? He's like, this this is the one for you. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, um, we say at the end mm-hmm. of every episode, you guys have become like fam, and that's totally true. And I am and, thankful for you guys, and you know, and being my content creator fam. Yes, love that's it. Mm-hmm. Your turn, yeah, Lindsay. I, uh, How much I, you love us. oh i you bitches should know that i do one first of all because i am so quiet on this podcast like if you've listened to trash talking podcasts it's just like nonstop. but i just feel like we're doing something you know greater here i'm not trying to play myself or my partner danielle but i just feel like we come here to really yes oh my god she's she is queen. We were talking about something once, and she's like, "I can't talk about that. You guys have to do it on Boondocks." I was like, oh, "You should come on. You should come on." And she's like, "No, I can't." But um, queen, um, I just feel like we are doing something important here, and same. I kind of, I actually guested on Demond's podcast last week. It should nice. probably drop in a couple of weeks. Don't worry, ladies, you're next. Oh <laughs> yes. So I'm, I'm probably gonna next week when I'm on midwinter break. Yeah, I'm on schedule, and then he's gonna be on my nice. show. <laughs> so, Hell yes. Yeah. Family. Bam. We, we got to. I mean, it'd be really awesome if all three of us can get on someone and collab. I mean, I've just done my eighth um, guest appearance on another on other podcasts, starting with with Dean. He was the first one. He broke my busted my cherry. Um, but I set a goal for myself to try to do somebody else's podcast once a month because that's really how you grow your brand recognition and yeah. kind of hone your skills. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, so we definitely, you know, if, if I tell us, if one day I pop up and go, hey guys, what are you guys doing Saturday? Because we're on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're on a podcast. I'd be but, down. Yeah, I'm ready. But he Just made the happen. comment to me. He made the comment that he's like, oh, like you guys didn't know each other prior to recording. I was like, no, we met all met met on Twitter, like Dean and Tiara were kicking this thing off and it just kind of happened. And he was like, but that synergy is like, you guys are old friends, like Mm -hmm. sitting down and talking after years of knowing each other. And I was like, yes, it is some kind of magic. Um, (laughs) I like our dynamic. I love our podcast. I love sitting and chilling with you guys. and. If I'm in quiet mode, it's because I am taking shit in, okay? <laughs> and it's a fabulous time every week. I've learned that we're both Wild Aries. That are dangerous. I'm the continuously talking Aries, <laughs> and I speak out loud. And then you're the one that you know you're 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 peeping it in, and then you go, "I don't agree with y'all." So this is what it is. 
<laughs> that's my favorite moment whenever she's like, okay, now I'm, I, I need to, okay. <laughs> yeah, Le- Lindsay, de- she doesn't do devil's advocate. She no. is actually, yeah. yeah, she's the devil. The so. devil? <laughs> yeah. That's that Scorpio rising because I'm a zero degree Scorpio rising. So now you guys know I am the literal oh, devil. Wow. <laughs> Wow, but yeah. So if I'm a Scorpio, does that make me the white devil? (laughs) Uh, Technically, (laughs) I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. I guess it doesn't matter my sign. (laughs) Yeah, but you know, speaking of that, though, I would I would like to say I would like to thank Black Twitter very much for accepting me. <laughs> and and in this role, I mean, because I know I run the Twitter, uh, and so I mean, I try, I I try, I maintain my place, uh, but I and I fight every time I can and to be an ally. <laughs> I I would like to thank Black Twitter because I have stopped having to be the one to teach him stuff, and it's amazing <laughs> to have <laughs> conversations where he already understands where I'm coming from. Um, and it took a long time for us to get to a point where we were doing that, and Black Twitter has just like made his brain. So beautiful. <laughs> it's, and, and it's not that I don't. I mean, it's it's puzzle pieces. Yeah, right. I mean, because yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's an under it's it's developing and understanding, mm-hmm. uh, and and so, and that's and it's always going to be be a growth, uh, a, a, a journey of growth for that. So, uh, and I appreciate that, uh, and I look forward to learning more. And I think that's why you've been you accepted because you are willing to like, you're like, I'm learning and it's always something and it's new and, you know, I'm going through this journey with my wife. And I think that comes off, you know, um, and you know, there's always going to be some haters. There's always going to be some haters, but they're just not very happy people. So, <laughs> you know, they're, they're just, oh, yeah. they're using that doing to, shit you know, to try to hide something else, a smoke screen. So you do it like, well. I'm a black. Yeah, I'm a black queer woman in the U.S. I know that I'm gonna have haters. <laughs> like yeah. it's just, um, you know, it's yeah. just because, what's gonna happen. But, those but the thing I like about what, sex I, life, what, that's why. what I so <laughs> yeah. what I can do is I can I, I can de- I can definitely take what I've learned and my generalized anger that I have all the time and go fight white people. Oh, yep. and, and I and I don't mind that at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> like I said, so, it's so, amazing cause, now because <laughs> because uh, unlike a lot of black folks, I could probably get away with it. Mm, so, yeah. <laughs> so he talks some shit that I'm like, Ooh, you would, you would be killed for that shit. If you weren't, you know, a 50 something white male. So, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'll, I don't take shit from anybody about that. Any kind of, yeah. I mean, if, if, if you're, if you're fighting against blacks or, uh, other sexualities, what have you, I, I, I fuck, I'm coming out with, a, with guns blazing. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yes. I've always been like that. I'm but always y'all, rooted for the underdog or for, you know, somebody that I'll admit, okay, so there was a girl named Tammy Tammy Flory that I went to school with. She was just the quintessential. Like her parents, I don't know where they got her clothes. They were just like, let your hair grow, rock it, go to go to school. Um but even though that I would act like I was playing along, you know, and then talking about her, she lived right the, around the corner from me. I would walk home with her sometimes. You know, and just talk to her and was like low key friends with her. But good Lord, by the time we got into high school, oh my God, she sat behind me in political science and I wanted to whoop her ass so many days because she was just annoying on purpose. But um, I always have this kind of a a soft spot, spot in my heart for those people that don't have a voice or that, you know, do, but don't know how to utilize it. I'll do it for Mm. you. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why we, we, we work. That's some Aries shit. Hot girl <laughs> shit. 
Um, <laughs> but I don't, it's not a true circle girls. jerk. <laughs> Hell yeah. And it's not a true circle jerk if we don't jerk everyone in the circle, which is we also have to give very special thanks to MJ's husband because oh, he yes. is the fifth musketeer. Oh, he yes, is yeah. a member and he has lots of beautiful, valuable contributions to our yes, combos. Absolutely. So I, Oh, yeah. we got producer man and we got hubby man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the men behind the women. That's how it goes. Let's just are always in. looking at your asses. Mm-hmm. I mean, wait, what? You better be. <laughs> we don't mind fantastic. that. As long as there's going on, you know, uh, go ahead and look. I'm going to shake it a little extra for you. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, if I know he's paying attention, trust me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> okay, if, if you keep breaking neck for me, that's great. Yeah. We can break next together, you know, other than that. But. <laughs> Hell yeah. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> what, what episode is that going to now? Oh, that's our other yeah. podcast. That's our other, other podcast. Our other, other podcast. <laughs> well, it's also in our other podcast. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Oh, Jesus. Um. Do y'all yeah. want to talk about the show? I guess. <laughs> I guess we could well, do that. Good first, I have to say, happy National Pizza Day. You guys didn't oh, know is it? Fuck out. Yes. Yeah, we haven't had pizza in so long. I had a piece the other day from, <gasps> that I, after, that, that <laughs> I, stole, I stole from Evan. Oh, well, then it was crap pizza, probably. It was okay. It was, <laughs> yeah. Like, when I do eat pizza, it's good pizza. Yeah, <laughs> Evan's like, Domino's is five bucks. No, no, it was, hey, baby. I ordered from Soprano when I ordered the oh, year. Okay. Yeah. That, it was yeah. okay. It was all right. Like, Let's we eat. used to eat so shitty pizza Let's and, like, good. love it as teenagers. Mm. And, you know, and I would mm-hmm. never take a piece of pizza from a place called, like, Za. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, <laughs> yes. And I, what, I used to eat from A&PM. So that lets you know. I used to eat their hamburgers and their chicken sandwiches. <laughs> like they were gourmet. Like, man. Hey, we Kmart, Kmart had a cafe in my neighborhood, and that that was where we would go. They had the best <laughs> patty melts. I oh, don't know. <laughs> grilled cheese and tomato soup when you're skipping class is the best fucking meal. <laughs> uh, I uh yeah, you Especially guys had a cool spot to hang out yeah. at when you when you skip school. Let's go to the Kmart. <laughs> Yeah, we would go to Kmart. <laughs> I'm talking shit. We and those were the days. Like, those were the days where you could still smoke inside a restaurant. So there actually was a smoking section inside the Kmart. Wow. <laughs> oh my yep. god. I know it's fucking ridiculous thinking about it now. Yeah, well, we've been in like Mexico and stuff. <laughs> um, even when Vegas still had it, I they don't have it anymore, right? There's not like a smoking area in the restaurants, and then. There, oh, so well, in the casino, yeah, there still is. So there that, are no smoking areas in the casinos, but there most casinos are still smoking. Like they have non-smoking sections, but like the buffet or the rest of the buffet. Oh no, not in the restaurants and stuff. Their own like casino like area that's a smoking area for slot machines, like that you can smoke over there. And then in the restaurant, they'll have a smoking area, at least with flamingo. The flamingo did. Yeah, when I, I we were pregnant, I was pregnant with my youngest one, and I mean, I was all boobies and butt, so people couldn't really tell until I turned around, and I was drinking old duels, and people would be like, oh, oh, oh. but um, we went to Hash House of Go Go, and it was like, a, it's a huge one, and they were like, do you want? And then she goes, oh yeah, obviously no smoking, and I was like, yeah. So they just kind of keep that in the front, and then they have the smoking area in yep. the back. Um, yeah. That's gross, though. 
I'm thinking about like, you know, eating my freaking big ass freaking waffle and this person's, you know, all of maybe six feet from me and they're just smoking, smoking away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to imagine, like, Dean and I are both former smokers and I also <laughs> would go to Vegas a lot in my 20s and 30s. And <laughs> thank you, Roller Derby. Um, and like, I, I think back on, okay, I'm putting in perspective of the fucking plague we've been living in for mm-hmm. a year. I would come home from those roller derby conventions and I would be sick for like a week. And like looking back on it, I'm like, oh God, that's because like we would smoke and we were all sharing every bit of air and it was just forced circulated through our systems. And like, now I'm like, oh, I don't think I can ever go back to Vegas. (laughs) Touching the the chips, touching slot machines. Oh God, Um, touching anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Touching hundreds of roller derby girls. Well, that was different. <laughs> oh, and that was usually by the pool. <laughs> yes, you know. Um, yeah, when I smoked Newports, I was, man, yeah. We're so smart now. We're so much smarter now because now I'm like, ew, I can't believe I smoked cigarettes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh. Anyway, uh, so. We episode one. <laughs> yeah. I, there you go. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, um, this, uh, series started with the garden party. Um, and that's the episode that basically, you know, Huey's dreaming about shocking the white people and, you know, we're kind of introduced to, uh, what's his name? The Ed Wensler, Wensler the third. And, you know, some of the, all of the main characters, obviously were never really told anything and everybody's just kind of a stereotype off right off the bat um so like i don't know if you guys have any specific notes about anything but i'm literally just like trying to remember what we talked about and stuff um i mean you're right it was just like an introduction just like here here are the here are their names um here's the main idea of mm -hmm. the show um right yeah. Huey's a revolutionary, but is he delusional? Is there actually this C or what was CIA, FBI? Oh, that wasn't in this one, but yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But, but uh, it, eventually that, that was kind of that arc too, because right. he has this experience of telling white people in his dream sequence, but in real life in one sort of backyard. It, what episode is that one? <laughs> That's the first one. That's the garden party. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So he gets to do his dream and nobody really reacts. They just think he's adorable because, you know, he's this <laughs> well-spoken black child. So articulate. They clap everything he said. Like, he could have been mm-hmm. like, you are a white honky cracker. And they'd be like, oh my God, that's so good. That's so good. Um, <laughs> he's right. He's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We are. We are. Um, yeah. And... and you started seeing the relationship of grandpa and Runtler, especially the free man, you know, mm-hmm. and then that theme and that relationship, if you want to call it, developed in several yeah, episodes. That, that was actually, in my opinion, one of, like, there are, <laughs> granddad has questionable friendships. Mm-hmm. I don't think that he... It, the way that I define a friend, I don't think that granddad and I have that same um, idea because, you know, he he hangs out with Wensler all the time, who is obviously very classist and making sure Robert knows 
where his place is, both as a black person and as someone who does not have as much money as him. Um, and, you know, he uses granddad when they do the, the, uh, uh, when they open the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, and he still considers him a friend. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and, and, well, and something uh, like, same thing with Ruckus. That's, yeah, that was my, like, his other best friend seems to be this very, I hate black people and, and I hate myself. And, and, some, and, and something, now something I've, I don't know if I brought this up to you, something that occurred to me about ruckus that i'd like to propose to you guys to see what your thoughts are it see uh it seems ruckus because there's really no overtly white racist folks in this show like ruckus is racist right Mm -hmm. okay do you think ruckus was created to make that more palatable absolutely yeah it's and that actually is kind of part of the problem with some of the um some of the people who may not pick up on all of the uh all of the subtext and just see things on the surface. Mm-hmm. You know, he he says things that mirror white supremacists, right. that mirror um very overt racists and you know, there are uh fans of the non-melanated <laughs> persuasion <laughs> who will look at that and go see that's why i don't like black people but he's funny right so he was showing he yeah. was he was like, like he was showing you no know, turning the mirror on them but saying mm-hmm. like look this this is where it's coming from a black man so can you imagine like this is you agree mm-hmm. so maybe you get it now um yeah, but then it's they another didn't. genius, genius, genius. So yeah, well, it, some it, did. I mean, because because yeah. to me, I mean, it, just to my my ignorant view, I mean, I see that there's internalized racism in the show, I, and I, which I I would look like at Tom, mm-hmm. who's you know he mm-hmm. he's Tom he, definitely has like he he's very proud of being lighter skin. Right. He works. Mm-hmm. He works in. He works for the system for mm-hmm. the man, and he's very proud about that. Um, so yeah, so that to me that that's more internalized racism. Whereas Ruckus is a total white different worship being. is the is mm. the term that I have heard used before. Okay, um, and I think I, that's really apt for him. I took him to symbolize to people. Like how I said, my favorite episode of this show is the Legend of Jimmy Rebel because. Overt racism is fucking hilarious that you truly believe some statement that is so hyperbolic could be true. It just cracks me up. It makes me laugh. And I think many, quote unquote, educated people kind of have that view of racists. But Mm -hmm. I think in having that in ruckus, what it does is subtly highlight to you how dangerous covert racism Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. is. How, like, how even in the episode with Jasmine in the Lemonade Stand, um, how I noticed, like, oh, how Unsler keeps, you know, treating Huey just so nasty because he's real and he's honest and mm-hmm. he's calling out issues of mistreat- mistreatment and disenfranchising mm-hmm. this little girl and taking advantage. Like, that is some covert racist shit. That's the shit we really deal with. So, like, I think Ruckus being kind of the harbinger or whatever of this overtly racist, backwoods kind of shit that you expect to be racism is just serving to show you how dangerous covert racism really can be. And to and that by, point, by the way, I speaking- think the episode where he, you know, was the 
you know, had like the revival, you know, and, and yeah. was mm-hmm. preaching and everything. Mm-hmm. That was a way of telling you, like, look where it's gone and how easy mm-hmm. it is for you to go ahead and start spewing that and, you know, believing in that as well and following people's ideologies that are, you know, detrimental and all, in all, you know, um, aspects. So it, um, you know, as we're sitting here, we're talking about it. I'm like, mm, yeah, you know, and just thinking about as mm-hmm. we go, as the episodes go, it definitely was a, like a full development there. And yeah. Wow, I, I by, like by the way, speaking speaking of uh, Lindsay, the the story of Jimmy Rebel, I I, I know it's not on uh, that is uh, that's also not on HBO Max, but I intend to fully do that episode because I think it's important. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, where is like if it's because I that's, thought they took everything off we'll, and put it all. We'll on HBO we'll, Max. Di- we'll discuss that after. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> <laughs> we we will make sure that there are ways to find the things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, uh, another uh, thing that was very um, well, we kind of talked about it a little bit in this episode that kind of went through out every season. Really, was um, the the microaggressions and uh, fetishizing hood culture, mm-hmm. and how it's either you know. Uh, booty butt, booty butt, booty butt <laughs> cheeks, or it's you know <laughs> the onesler looking down on Huey for actually speaking you know the truth and not falling for his bullshit, and um, well, and that's just the example of people being scared. Um, you know those that are from the land of privilege, they don't mm-hmm. want you know us to have education because education gives you power, you know, and and that gives you now and they don't want that. I mean, they've showed time and time and time and time and time again. I cannot wait for the movie to come out um, about Fred uh, Hampton. That's coming out tomorrow. Hammond, mm. Hampton. No, Hammond is the singer. It's the gospel singer. Hampton. Yes. So, um, yeah, no, I, I love what you say. This is the episode where um, he shoots the he shoots the rifle. He shoots the yeah. Um, yeah. Too, the right. Yeah. Yeah. Riley. Riley shoots Riley. Uh, Ed the third. third. Out, yeah. out, of, out of the window. Yeah. So very early on, I mean, once again, it was definitely showing you this is what it's going to be about because it's showing you that fetishization of it. Like he thought he was dope. He looked like a white 50 cent, you know? Um, <laughs> so yeah, it, it got you right away um, to the issues that were going to be brought up and addressed, you know, in the, in the next episodes. Makes me want to watch that first episode again. <laughs> I, you know, I'm actually They're kind of bummed amazing. that I hadn't that I didn't just sit down and watch the entire series again before today because I'm like, oh yeah, that was such a good episode. Um, speaking of good episodes, then the second episode was the trial of Robert Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good one. Oh God! And when we started, when we started, when we had this episode, um, I don't believe all of the Nexium stuff had come out yet. Mm-mm. And so, like, there's this there, well, all of this revel- not realization. So, not so much public. I mean, not so much out. publicly. Yeah, no. we knew about it, but, yeah. um, but like, there's been two documentaries about that that have come out in the pandemic. I'm, a, I want to think it's in the last six months. Yeah. I know we can't um, tell. Yeah. Oh my god, it's just all running together. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but uh, one thing I thought actually, uh, stepping into real life for a second, we were watching. Uh, a uh, stand-up, a Leslie Jones stand-up, mm. and she 
had a little kind of throwaway joke in there about if she had a time machine, she would go back and tell herself to get Aaliyah away from R. Kelly. And I was just like, that, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it was like, we all knew. We all knew. We all like, knew, but we didn't know to, like, we didn't think that we could do anything. So we just, it was what it was. Well, it was a totally different time. I mean, how many, how yeah. many girls did you go to school with? And as they leave school, their 22 year old boyfriend is picking them up, you know, when they're 17. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Look at the 80s I had a movies and shows. There was always older guys. I had a friend who's 20 something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember how old he was. Boyfriend lived with her and her parents. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had, I totally had that. I'm like, well, I'm not going to say your name, but she could be listening, but. And it's not like with the advent of social media that hasn't gone away because, like, you're talking about Drake and Millie Bobby Brown. Right. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but actually that that kind of even talking about that uh, ignorance of black uh, ignorance of black pop culture and black uh, life by the media was a big part of this one. They only wanted to focus on the protesters who were, you know, causing a ruckus or like, <laughs> causing a ruckus, supporting. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, they referred to them as a gangster R&B thing, like yes. something that doesn't even go together, you know? Um, right. So that perfect example right there, they just didn't, like, uh, like Ice Cube said, either they don't know, they don't show, or they don't care. <laughs> Doesn't doesn't the R stand for rap? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. So um, it, they definitely it it was sensationalized. It was you know definitely around the time that tabloid kind of you know media um, was becoming a big thing. You know, E was just coming around. Of course, mm-hmm. you had Entertainment Tonight, but that kind of changed over to you know covering more of the salacious things that happened. Um, yeah, that's right. TV. Tabloid TV started right around that same time because yeah. um, it was early 90s. So you had like hard copy. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. Inside edition. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, where, where Bill O'Reilly got started. That's right. Oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, that was I'd forgotten about all that. <laughs> and, like, I used to like love those shows. Like, Ooh, what, what? What are they going to say about mm. Anna Nicole Smith or, you know, whatever? Yeah. 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 It, it didn't seem it seemed harmless at mm-hmm. the time. Like mm-hmm. now looking back, it's terrible how invasive it was and how little like privacy and autonomy, um, that kind of news sensationalism created for these people. Like, like princess Diana dying mm-hmm. because a paparazzi oh, was chasing That was her. probably like the that, really big time when it started yeah. going, wait, this is bad. Because I think back then, journalists, you respected them because you're supposed mm-hmm. to be somebody that uses facts and, you know, and you, you stay objective, uh, you know, objective, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, yeah. So you just report the news because what you're doing is you're just supposed to be, you know, providing information. So I think that and then I think the celebrities back then depended on them more to keep those relationships going because they kind of had, you know, their their careers in their hands you know if they gave a bad interview mm-hmm. look at whitney houston yep yeah i mean she, everybody should have been fired i don't know who thought it was a good idea to let her sit down with barbara wawa you know i don't know <laughs> who thought that was a good idea but like that's another one i would go back in time and try and save look i would be like first of all stop blaming bobby brown bobby right yeah that's what i heard anything 
until after he got with her. So first of all, let's stop bashing him, um, mm -hmm. which allowed her to just, you know, keep right, taking nothing away from her because I cannot, I, I thought I could sing, I will always love you, but no, um, you know, <laughs> put my finger to my ear, lets me know that I don't sound like her. So it just, you know, it's, it's, uh, it was a There's sad two sad people story. that can sing that song. <laughs> And, and one of them is now dead. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the I mean, other one funded COVID vaccine research. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. But there was problems with her. I mean, I, I do think it's kind of hereditary, you know, genetic. Yeah. I think in a way. Go ahead, Liz. I do. I heard some gossip about that, about <laughs> just that Winnie Houston. I I'll get back to my point that I heard this is allegedly that Winnie Houston was really um, gay as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. And that like oh, yeah. a lot yeah. of her oh, yeah. abuse was because she, no. yeah, she, oh, yeah. she couldn't live as yep. herself. And yep. so that's really how she kind of wound up strung yeah. out. Because she um, was she was a America she was like the first black America sweetheart. Yes. Like mm -hmm. and so and you're under Clive Davis. Clive Davis tells mm -hmm. you what to do, when to do it, how to do it, or your white, you know. That was the whole point of that scene in the movie. Um, the Bobby Brown movie. Lifetime or whatever, but they were in the bedroom and her best friend, not Gail, but her version of Gail. Like, her and Bobby Brown got into it and almost got in the fight and uh, Bobby Brown kicked out, but it was like, look, okay, you get down like that. Yeah, like, he knew it. Like, he was told, like, all right, that's over. You're, you're, you're my wife or you're about to be my wife. And she came out of the bathroom just, you know, seeming a little mm -hmm. like she was at night at the Roxbury. Um, mm. But, yeah, that, and that, that was Bobby Brown's. I don't know if you guys ever saw the BET Bobby Brown movie, but I was like, look, I'll believe him. Like, I was just like, I, yeah. I, I, he loves her and you could tell that, but he got, she didn't, yeah, yeah, he got I, ruined. In I, it. Yeah. I think, I think that he loved her and she needed to be loved mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it wasn't about her loving him back because she, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that she thought of him as like her best friend. I mean, they definitely depended on each other for mm -hmm. a lot of stuff, but I don't, it, I never even at the time could feel like there was any love there like they reminded me of my parents when they would like be in public and you know everything's fine and we got this you know this face and then they did their uh i definitely their, thought uh, it was a fabricated show. they wanted the you know they wanted the um aussie and yeah you know they they wanted that black couple again you know and um it's always a really who's a really good girl and then she gets with somebody who's just a bad boy you know like that's always the story yeah. that mm -hmm. is put together um, you know, Brittany and Kevin Federline. And I don't know who's actually bad in that situation. Love Brittany, but man. Well, right. Yeah. <laughs> Undiagnosed <laughs> mental health things and then oh, yeah. honestly oh, yeah, never yeah, yeah. really getting any help for it. Yep. And they knew it because her grandmother, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and, and they just said, oh, well, performing's your thing. You can do it, you know, and probably was given her medication here and there, here and there. Um, if you look back that. at some of Brittany's old you know, interview, she would always be like, oh, I just don't like being interviewed. I think she was hot. I think they totally medicated her. Um, I believe that. Yeah. For her to yeah. be in that cookie cutter. But yeah, we're all, we're all talking. So yeah. So no, but that's, yeah, sorry. That, <laughs> all of that highlights what the media feeds us. Yeah. And, yeah. and so it makes us believe that. And that actually is a really big point of what's happened to this fucking country now that you know, too many people for too long had that idea that media or that news agencies mm -hmm. were um, telling us the truth. Yeah. And it, it 
we didn't look at it as being sensationalized. It was no, they're just they're telling us mm-hmm. the truth, so mm-hmm. we know the That's truth. That's hard and that journalism. Was important. They have to yes, ask those exactly. questions. Yeah, and then it happened for so long. That's why we have Fox News, and that's why these fools get on TV and act like they are the end all be all. Um, So it's crazy to think about that, like how how it's come to fruition. Um, And, you know, social media, I mean, internet technology, okay, it adds to it, but we were deep into it already. I mean, we had national inquiries and shit like that. Yeah. The whole 24-hour news cycle really, in my memory anyway, kicked off with like OJ in 93. Mm-hmm. No, that's absolutely I, well, actually, I think it, I, I, that kicked off with with Desert Storm. Yeah, that's, that's where true. That's where all that, that started. Like and, then it con- and, yeah. and then it got. And then it, it continued yeah. from there. Because there I mean, started being like televised court all mm-hmm, of the time mm-hmm. around that time. Well, and, that's when Court TV started. Um, yeah. And the other, the, like offshoot of Court TV. It's another one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they, there were so many back yeah. then. And then, like, if you didn't have cable, but you kind of had cable, it'd be, like, on the C-SPAN channels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, yeah. and then C-SPAN was really the only one, like, looking back, that was honestly a neutral news yeah. thing. Um, everything else was somehow, like, that's that's really when If It Bleeds, It Leads started, you know, like the terrible stuff is what we want to have on the front page, and if it's not terrible, we don't really care about it. And, yeah. And know, I'll admit, I just... was deep into it. Perez Hilton was my homie. Oh shit! Yeah, I remember. He shares my same birthday. I thought we were just meant. I meant I was meant to be messy like him. Like I thought it was great. I was like, oh, talk about. <laughs> I like we talked about kids, but I was like, please tell me what is going on with Nicole Scherzinger and the Pussycat Dolls. I'm here for it. Like he, you know, <laughs> uh, it was that, and then TMZ. Yeah. Mm. I used to be yeah. on TMZ Live at least three times a week, guys. Like, I would get on the phone oh, that's at, awesome. like, 1030. And, I, like, a regular, you know, loved it. But now I see how that's damaging. Like, I used to sit and see, what did Lindsay Lohan do? Oh, fire crotch. Oh, you know, like, I was yeah. into all of that. And it, it led into it. But jumping back into the, the episode and, and talking kind of about, like we were saying, we would go back. I think, like, we all thought it was creepy. but within the black community you just don't really talk about it. like it was well yeah. that if her, fa- or her parents are doing not my child you know what i'm saying like right yeah you know type well, of thing that family is is there's something wrong with that family but we'd never do that yeah e- even more so just mm. kind of like okay i remember my mom seeing watching the bet episode the video soul episode with me when they were dressed alike and i remember going because uh-huh. i like her uncle like i don't even dress like my uncle <laughs> and you can see the control he had over her. He spoke mm-hmm. for her most of the time. Um, and my mom said at that time, if her parents want to go ahead and basically give their parental rights and let this man be, you know, step into the role of her, her father, if not anything else, you're my child. That's you only have what I worry about. And I feel like that was just, you know, kind of the mentality. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, mm. That's kind of where I. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, where I kind of wanted to say this episode is kind of full circle in regards to our podcast as a whole, right? Because we all were younger when the first try when this mm-hmm. really happened in real life, mm-hmm. right? The trial yeah. of R. Kelly, mm-hmm. and now here we are in 2020, 2021, gearing up for it again. Yeah. And I think in regards to like news cycles and things as well, um, pedophilia. Like, I mean, I was younger when this 
all happened. Mm -hmm. But pedophilia has become such a more hot topic Mm -hmm. here in 2020, Mm -hmm. 2021 than it has ever been Mm -hmm. and how prevalent and common this is, which is why I think now we are seeing a different reaction to the upcoming trial of R. Kelly. Um, And it's just very on pulse for this podcast, right? Mm -hmm. How this very much still relates to today. I will but say we this, can though, move everybody on, jumped in on it, okay. but I'm saying everybody jumped in on it. The same people that were like, uh, uh you know, back in the day and yep. they, they mm-hmm. watched the documentary, yep. you know, oh, and oh, so 12 play was about a 12 year old. Look, I still play 12 play song is knocking. I'm not going to stop. I can separate the man from, you know, from the artist. I do think that it's unfair that there have been so many other you know, situations that have come up and those men are not in jail and he's in jail mm-hmm. suffering, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I do feel bad for him in that aspect. And then, you know, how he admitted he can't read. So like what it's, I just feel like once again, make an example out of the black man, but let everybody else kind of skate by, um, you know, so that, that's, yep. the, that's the only, I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve something, but Unlike uh, he didn't do like Roman Polanski did, in which he just uh, left right? the country. <laughs> yeah, yep. and then come See back ya. to accept your Oscar party, and then get your happy ass right back on the plane and go back. Fucking yeah, right? Yeah. Oh yep. man, that yeah. that man. They would like, have like as soon as granted that, his wife and his baby were killed by some you know crazy fucking yeah. people, and his life was completely changed after that. But you fucked a kid, and then instead of owning up to it. You just were like, oh, I'll just quit this country. And nobody and, cares. And Everybody's continue still. To make, and yeah, continue, continue to make, to make money. money, continue uh, yeah, to yeah. make yeah. movies. Money, <gasps> yeah. I mean, it, what? Jerry Lee, Jerry Lee uh, Lewis, right? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. It was his cousin, Priscilla <laughs> and Elvis. They lied. Yep. She was like 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they, that's the first time, guys. That's the first yep. time. Could go yeah. on and Jerry on and Seinfeld on. Seinfeld, too. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, yeah, honestly, recent, yeah. half of half of our history, like if you watch, <laughs> if you've ever watched something like Little House on the Prairie, mm-hmm. where you've got a grown man meets a young child and then watches her grow up and eventually marries her. That's weird. When she's like 14. Yeah. That was, that was completely fine. Yeah. But that was and like the norm. that's the problem. Like that's, that back then, the, 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 the little amount that was, um, Let's see. Women did not own themselves, didn't own any part of themselves. They couldn't control who they married really or in, you know, if they needed to, uh, you know, somebody had to start a family. And so you started young. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you and most going. of the time you married a lot older. Mm-hmm. And like that has just, it was so normal then and just has been normal and in the south especially it's yeah it's yeah. still completely normalized in the south in a lot of places you know 16 and up oh you're good um like i don't know yeah, I'm i don't just, think they use jailbait the term jailbait you know in in a large portion of this country you know that that is just as a joke a more, but a little more back you know just, yeah you know they they they, they just uh, desire for the old days um <laughs> yeah. You know, and if you're with an older person now, you're like a courtside Karen, like the chick, you know, at the at the game um, that yelled at LeBron. Um, I mean, you were she called herself a 25 year old girl. I wanted to slap her through my TV because you're not a girl. 
Um, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that your man stays on the Cialis. Um, he probably has a nice little ring, not for his fingers, um, to, you know, to help him go. <laughs> he easily looks like he does a little bit of steroids. And I can honestly say I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh my God, you, didn't know you haven't heard about the court side, Karen? No. Oh, Mm-mm, no. Oh my gosh, you guys. Oh my gosh. So we like <laughs> as soon as we're done. I'm like, like as soon as we're done, go. Her Instagram right. is Juliana Carlos. Juliana, what? What was the last name? Carlos. 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 Yes. Um, but it, literally, if you Google courtside Karen, it'll come up. So okay. <laughs> they were at an Atlanta Hawks versus Lakers game. One, Georgia just acts like they are just in a whole nother freaking universe. They're like COVID, what? Um, mm. Because they're season ticket holders, so they were there. They were drunk. Um, she was showing her Instagram, you know, her Insta's right before the incident, and all she could do was kept showing her YSL shoes and you know her, you know her brand, you know brand new, specially coiffed um, extensions, and you know I'm like, oh, I yeah, you seem fun. And so her husband just cannot stand LeBron. He said it. So he's talking shit. So LeBron tells him to be quiet and then says, why do you guys not have on masks? She jumps up and starts talking all kind of shit to LeBron. Um, And they get kicked out. They lost their season ticket privileges. And she went on Instagram and lied over and over and did the I'm so hurt crying bullshit. Your mm-hmm. black man said something to me, and I'm fine. Um, yeah, and so she, she's the the latest one who she probably wasn't ever going to try to work anyway, but she won't be able to get the <laughs> job. Um, she looks like Kaylee McEnany. Oh, yeah, good like, lord, mm-hmm. she does. Yep. Yeah, you guys just have to hear her talk. Like it's just <laughs> yeah, everything. We're going to look that up after. Privilege, privilege, privilege. You know, like Charlie Brown's. You know, the adults like wah wah wah. Everything uh-huh. she said was privilege, privilege, privilege. Oh, dude, I stuck up for my husband. Girl. Yeah. So anywho. Um, but yeah. It, um, see, and I forgot what, how I was relating that to what we were talking about. But <laughs> I'm happy that I got to tell you guys because I'm, yeah. I'm <laughs> shocked that you guys didn't hear about that. Um, I, um, I, I have been uh, surprisingly stepping away from pretty much any kind of news thingy lately because I needed a break. Same. Uh, yep. So, well, you so, got some celebrating to do, so you're on vacay. So I, I <laughs> yes, we we had a little little vacation, as much of a vacation as we can do in in the current climate. Yeah. it was relaxing and beautiful and quiet, and it was perfect. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's talk about sex work. Oh yes, let's talk about sex Ooh. work. Guess who's coming Ooh. to dinner? Um. Yeah. So. <laughs> The toxic masculinity was a big thing in this, and that definitely carried on in um, further episodes uh, <clears throat> in the way that, you know, Savior. The, yeah, like a man's going to save Captain save That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Captain save mm-hmm. um, And just how <sighs> it's it was also kind of stereotypical sex work because sex work isn't always walking around in skimpy clothes with uh you know a pimp who's taking your money from you sex work is should be completely decriminalized and legalized in my opinion Mm -hmm. because it's how is 
um, selling your body using sex any different than working in a coal mine or, um, you know, working somewhere where you are breaking your your literal back doing your job. Or, yeah. Right. Firefighter yeah. or you know, like a teacher, yeah. you know, <laughs> like. I you have friends in sex work who got. make more money than I mm-hmm. ha- than I make mm-hmm. as a teacher, and shit, there's I mean, nothing fucking I wrong. Th- with that. I think, yeah, no, and I think with the advent of the internet, you know, now we have like on- OnlyFans and mm-hmm. Pornhub and things like that, where you can actually go share your content yep. and get paid for it. Yeah, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. it's still that's still sex work in my mind. So absolutely, uh, yeah, Twitter. So I know get after not it. One, but you guys do a couple. Of oh this. yes, I have uh, noticed that lately. Yeah, friend a couple people, and all of a sudden you'll be like, oh, whoa, what was that? What? what? <laughs> oh yeah, that's been going on for a while. I yeah. I honestly did not notice that part of Twitter until I um added a friend of mine who I know in real life uh and had only we'd been friends on Facebook but had not interacted on Twitter and realized like that was what I learned that she was a sex worker and I've no problem with it but it mm-hmm. was like, "Oh," and she goes, "Oh yeah, I probably should have warned you." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm cool with it." But now I know what I'm looking at. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm good. We're we're clear. Yeah, uh, but I, I like what you're saying about that. You know, it it was all funny and tongue in cheek. You know, she could run really fast, and right. you know, um, she she you know she exhibited all the signs of somebody who was obviously you know right. Or, or, it was very like stereotypical, very yeah. stereotypical, yeah. and also at the same time, like when she was hanging out at the house with Huey and just being kind of a spoiled brat. Uh, that's also kind of the idea that. They do sex work because, you know, they can't take care of themselves and they're spoiled rotten or, you know, whatever they need. I've heard that and it sucks. I mean, and that's why, and, and honestly, this is probably my favorite episode. I enjoyed the hell out of this And it's why I use the, uh. Don't take this the wrong way, but (laughs) I need you to get the hell up out of here. That, that clip. I love it. I mean, just Huey, that's Huey being Huey and just saying it, speaking the truth. And so, yeah, I love that. Uh, and so like she, pro- this is him. probably one of my favorite. And Cat uh, Williams oh, is so fucking good. brilliant. Oh, yeah. A pimp named Slipback. A pimp oh, named Slipback. Slip <laughs> so good. So good. Say it with me now. <laughs> but I think okay, the, the uh, relationship that she had with Huey was the relationship that is represented in the eyes of society to people that, mm-hmm. are, that are sex workers. Um, yeah. I think that the relationship that started with Wunzler, the relationship with uh, Ruckus, and then the relationship with her, it starts to show you how Grandpa wants that love and affection. He wants that relationship. He wants that companionship. Um, and we are too busy as society looking at them as she's just a sex worker. She's just a, she's just a stripper. Yes. They're still people, you know? Yes. So she needed him as much as, you know, he needed her. Because um, she needed a little reprieve from the pimp named Slipback because... You know, <laughs> I don't know if he was too good of an employer, but uh. <laughs> well, and, and you know, that's also where the kind of stereotype comes in where, you know, she spends the episode basically seeming like she wants to have a normal life and, mm-hmm. and be with granddad. But when she realizes that it means that, you know, well, he, da- granddad's been basically spending all of his money on mm-hmm. her and really doesn't have a whole lot of money no. and she wouldn't be making more money. And, all, mm-hmm. and, on, and in reality, it's Riley and Huey's money right exactly <laughs> so i'm like you have to deal with this little boy riley and then there's a smart dude right here like is it really worth it you know she didn't right. want to go to school she didn't want it like she didn't want know. a normal life when yeah. she actually thought about it which is and again if you work in sex work there is nothing wrong with that and that is absolutely your right mm-hmm. to do that but there is this idea that you 
either have to do it or that you're doing it because you are too lazy to do anything else. Mm -hmm. And neither of those is probably true in the case of every single sex worker that I know. Um, Let's look look at Lisa Ann. Let's look at somebody who's like, or um, my husband loves her. I can't, can't remember. She said her assistant said no to my podcast. So I'm like, I don't like her anymore. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, She actually has, you know, to be able to, step out of just being the actress, which she still does. She started her own production company. And that's what you're seeing a lot of women do. So it's like Mm -hmm. they're taking the power back out of that. And I think with this young lady, she just wasn't at that point to want to stop. But that doesn't mean that she wouldn't. That doesn't mean in five years she wouldn't decide she wanted to become a cosmetologist. But it has to be in it. It it should be her choice. Yes. Uh, So, you know, even though she was running after the car, that was her choice. That's what she was used to. Um, but yeah, I think it was definitely, you know, saying we need to stop shaming, um, you know, black people want to be like, that's none of my business. This was a time that, that this is a time it really, it doesn't need to be any of your business. You know, they don't pay your bills. They don't write checks to you, nor do you write checks to them. So, you know, what they do on the weekends, busting it open should be none of your business. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I really like this episode too. I think that this one and the Usher episodes are probably my, my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have anything you want to jump in on on that one, Linz? Oh, no. I mean, we've covered it pretty well. Yeah. I think the only tropes we didn't really get into were just like black exploitation and all that, but we covered that very well on the actual episode. So sure. please go listen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you are listening to this episode and you haven't been listening all season, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, if you're start, I can understand if you're starting here. You know, you haven't right. listened to because us yet. If we're the, if this is your first time <laughs> finding us, and you're like, "Hey, I'm listening to a recap episode," that must mean there's a whole season. Yeah, <laughs> go back, go right. listen, go right. get your notebook out, get your phone out, and then as we go through, be like, "Oh yeah, episode one was this, episode two." Was this. <laughs> you know, that way you have to look on YouTube. You know exactly which episode to look for. So right, yes, yes, holler. All right. <laughs> So then the uh, next episode, <laughs> Granddad's Fight. Uh, the introduction. It. Well, actually, we kind of already had an introduction, but the actual naming of nigga moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. This, mm-hmm. this is one of the greatest things ever because I, I love how in this show over the course of the rest of the show, because it comes up a few times, um, that it's not just necessarily black people having those and i don't know wait a minute i'm, I'm white. white yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't do that we're Although, so bald. you know the, really yeah. about, is it a nigga moment or is it a you know. uh, yeah that's that's where it sh- i mean mm-hmm. it, it's really a good example of just i mean uh, other than rich white people white privilege with uh, with ed wensler just standard white privilege mm-hmm. getting it right into that Absolutely. Um, doot, doot, doot. Uh, yeah, that, like, I see the other things you have written down for here, and I'm literally like, like, the whole lead up to and then the actual fight was so full of these, like, again, it's that toxic masculinity that we had uh, that, that has started coming out in other episodes. Um, 
the uh, <laughs> just <sighs> trying to think like Huey was training granddad because so that was like where we started seeing his mm-hmm. obsession with uh, Kung Fu. Right. Um, and well, then yeah. you also because you also had the uh, the 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 video awards where it started with right. the, the, the chair throwing. We had throwing. seen that before in like a clip. Right. And now we're actually seeing the whole thing. Right. And then how Riley uses that at, at the end. Yep. <laughs> and, and then like throwing, start being throwing accountable the for where you guys right. have been, where, where we've come thus far, like where we are now, let's be accountable for it. And then own our accountability in certain, you know, situations, because like right. you said, Huey was training, was all for it. And then all of a sudden was like, Oh, Wait, no. Maybe you shouldn't be doing this. Wait, like reality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he was still smart enough to go get the the uh the the fight commissioned mm-hmm. so that in case anything happened. Yeah. <laughs> so granddad wasn't going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> he had the all stink meaner. covered. <laughs> well, and then stink meaner will come back later. Yep. Um the throwing the chairs will come back. Quite a few times. Oh, yeah. Anytime uh, Hugh or Riley want to kind of stop something from happening, a chair comes flying in. Yep. So, <laughs> so we'll definitely yeah, talk about chair that. That's definitely, yeah, that's definitely a trope throughout the series. I love it. Oh, gosh. So good. See, when we get Regina King on, I'm be like, just say something. Just <laughs> say yeah, say one of the most offensive things that Riley said. Please. <laughs> oh man, she's been acting since the eighties. God yeah. knows before that even. Yeah. God, the I can't even imagine the amount of racist bullshit that she has had to deal with in Hollywood yeah. for this long. And she keeps coming up, and she's like, "Guess what? Watchmen killed everything I do. Killed, okay, killed. right? Oh, so good. Yeah, I have deals with Netflix. I'm here. You know, like." And she looks so good. Like, oh, God. Oh, my. She looks great. She looks like Friday was filmed yesterday. I mean, yeah. Like, I like, look at her and I'm like, were you the same when I was employed at Justice? She looks even I better now. Yep. <laughs> I would love that, to see her is, with those braids from Poetic to Justice again. She looks oh, like yeah. a woman. That's, see, that's the thing. That's the thing <laughs> about black yeah. women. Uh, the older we get, the better we look. Yeah. Can confirm. <laughs> Leslie, jo- I was watching that Leslie Jones thing. She right. I was like, hmm. I mean, she was cute. She in would the break 90s, the fuck but... out of me, I'm sure, because she's like as tall as I am. But I Jesus heard she's fucking Kate Christ. McKinnon. That her and she... Kate McKinnon. Oh. Huh. oh. I don't know. I don't know. I have a massive crush. I have a massive crush on oh. Kate McKinnon. Oh God, so, she's uh, fucking and, adorable oh, too. I, just, she's so funny and just yeah, there's, yeah. There's something about her. Um, I love them. I yeah. They they they've, I, I honestly I'll say you know. Sorry to get off topic, but SNL has had a pretty good run lately of people on the show. Yeah, they're they're it's getting better. back to mm-hmm. yeah, like they're they're coming into maybe a new like I mean, I mean a yeah. new golden age because yeah, they've you had got, two yeah <laughs> or three but, maybe yeah because I mean, you got yeah you got Leslie you got Kate McKinnon uh, uh fuck it Michael Shea and uh, who's the other guy that does the oh, the one the who stole like the one who's Barry Scarjo <sighs> Colin Jost yes. Um, Yes, he's married to Scarlett Johansson. I was saying the other day, I was like, he gets to go home and rub on her booty if he wants to. Oh, you know I what, what I found hilarious is they, they got to write jokes that they neither of them had seen. And mm-hmm. Michael Shea wrote a joke 
about him being married to Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and it was fucking hilarious. He's all, you're going to give me so much trouble. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. I love when they do that at the end of the year when they write those. Um, but I mean, Kale Thompson, come on. Yes. We've been God, watching he's been, since, how long has he been around? Uh, well, he was in all that. All yes. that. Yep. So he's been doing you know, that. He's been doing yeah. this since he was a kid. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like exactly. I, I remember he's watching him. Yeah. yeah. Well, not I even just the longest on SNL. Right like, now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I remember because Good Burger was uh was from all that. It was like mm-hmm. it started as as one as like a mm. get there. I, yeah. What do you call those spinoff? Shows? No, it was know. a sketch comedy. All that was sketch, a, thank you sketch yeah. comedy. Yeah. That's oh. Right. All of that gotcha, was a gotcha. kids' sketch comedy show on Nickelodeon okay. in the early '90s, I believe. Like mm-hmm. I was technically too old for it, but it was cute. Amanda Bynes was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where she got her start. I feel like there was another one too. Um, but Good Burger came out of that. The Lori, um, yeah, yeah, Lori who ended up being on um, Hangover, not Hangover with Cooper, uh, Steve Harvey's show, Steve Harvey oh, show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, and yeah. let's not I mean, and let's not forget one of my, I mean, probably my favorite stand-up comedian of today is out of uh snl john john mulaney i fucking love john mulaney i realized that recently like recently i was like he was on there and he was like one of the people his names was last and then all of a sudden he was on his own like he Mm -hmm. because a lot of them actually will write and then lauren will be like all right go ahead and be on the show um you know and i think that's what what the change is now is if you hear stories like Dave Chappelle, I think, auditioned like three, four times. Um, you know, people that were like, they definitely should have been on there. Eddie Murphy, I think, was turned down. I think now Jim with Carrey. content creators. Yes. Yeah. Jim Carrey, yeah. Um, That's right. Because we got in living color because of that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote himself the, he wrote himself a check that he carried around. Right. Until yes. he got a Dumb and Dumber contract. <laughs> and that was, yeah, for $10 million or something like that. He wrote himself a check. I mean, good for him, but fuck, I hated that movie. <laughs> I was, I was like, not watch my humor. Just one. not my humor. <laughs> I was going to watch the second one the other day, and then I was like, ah, I don't know if I can do that. Um, but yeah, they. I, I think with everybody having their own platform to be able to share their talent and their content, he can scout people, you know, and so they're getting better quality. They're not afraid to, like, be really salacious. Um, they do have a, well, they do have a good, good group right now. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, you know, the the way that things are right now having good comedic writers on SNL, like this is a chance for them to completely rise out of the shit that has been kind of the last several years mm-hmm. in my opinion because mm-hmm. I I haven't watched it regularly in probably a decade because it just doesn't it's usually kind of boring. <laughs> I feel like for me. the wig and like you know, all of them kind of went right. off. Like, yeah, oh, when they started it. making a name for themselves out, it kind yeah. of went down again, and now it's back on the rise, and that's really mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, it's, it's uh, good. They, I, I laugh, like, throughout the hour, hour and a half, I get a good good chuckle a few times at least, especially <laughs> during the weekend update, because that's, you know, Michael Che and, and Colin Jost, they were, they were writers for, you know, mm-hmm. for the show. So, um, yeah, it works really well. It works well, but yeah. So are we got welcome again. Let's talk about uh, dropping the soap. Yeah, date with the health inspector. <laughs> oh, so yeah. that was a fun one. That was when uh, <laughs> Tom fit the description of you know someone in the area that 
And also, you know, all of his fear about butt rape. Yep. Uh, Did I talk about the booty bandit on that episode? No, no, no. Not booty bandit one. was not that episode. Okay. That's next that's, that's, season. Right? That's, uh, I don't know if I, it, oh, okay. it's coming. It, it's, it's coming up. Yeah. It's coming up. I was trying to remember. Yeah. Okay. I liked you and I want you. Okay. Because <laughs> that's when the kids. Yeah. That's, that's real. I do real. That's <laughs> Like to do hood rat stuff. Oh yeah, well that yeah. So anyway, so, well, yeah, we'll get. <laughs> so this one, um, so the uh, the joke about Tom being afraid of being raped in the butt is definitely something that comes up again in this mm-hmm. season. Uh, pretty much any time, yeah, Tom tries to uh, stand up a little bit, either Huey or Riley. Ain't you the one who is? <laughs> I, just love, mm-hmm. I love that. Like, dude, and then you, he told them, you did, like, get me out of here. Like, he yes, kids. Yes. Like, and he didn't want them to tell their grandpa. Yeah, and they didn't want him to tell Jasmine, who was right there. And it was what was that was uh, the um, the threat level is orange, and oh, my yeah. dad's been kidnapped by terrorists. Oh and, my god, that was great uh, too because we definitely lived like that was. What is it today? I remember waking up every day and being like, what is it today? Okay, great. Yeah. That's when you go to school. Like, that's crazy. But, I mean, once again, developing the characters. We saw little snippets of, I mean, you immediately see him and you think Uncle Tom. Mm-hmm. Obviously, right away. So, they dropped that, you know. <laughs> His name is Tom. <laughs> yeah, for a reason. Um, and then, it would have been funny if he was actually their uncle. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, they um they de- they definitely, you know, every soap opera, every you know drama, they give one character that episode where you're like, oh, that's why like they're like that. So yes. this was definitely <laughs> that episode for him. Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah, so- and poor Jasmine. <laughs> I mean, she is so terrified from watching the news, and that right Naive. there, mm. like. Can, I would just like to pick up that scene of her like freaking out over the news and like superimpose it over collection week <laughs> when right. the news in our house anyway was on the entire time we were awake from the minute he woke up to the minute I went to bed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's 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 what it felt like back then, too. You know, yeah. well, that's what the news media made it kind of feel like like oh god we have something else is going to happen what's going to be the next thing that happens i have to be on edge and i have to watch the news because something's gonna happen you know that was even if you're not watching the news and he you know the president tweeted right. something it came across <laughs> on your phone you know you're playing yahtzee but then you get a notification that he said something you know idiotic um it, Ding. <laughs> yeah yeah we were all like just walk not even walking on eggshells but it was like we were waiting with just bated breath but stressful you know, um, yeah. I I know I I felt better. I have felt a lot less stressed and worried since the twenty first. You know, it, um, it is by no means perfect, but no. no. I, I would say for <laughs> me, like it. once the yeah, once the inauguration was over, I felt like I could relax a little bit. Like that, the whole like white people trying to take over the Capitol and then, you know, all of that leading up to the actual inauguration. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's still fucking QAnon people out there going that like Trump is going to be sworn in for his second term Mm -hmm. on March, Mm -hmm. whatever. Now, like they, they keep changing the date because they cannot (laughs) fucking accept like Congresswoman. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, part of the, yeah. Oh my God. What do you guys think that, 
Joe Biden's finally going to like actually forget his entire speech and just be like, oh, fuck, on the microphone or something like that. <laughs> I kind of hope he does because, you know, he's a fucking human. So. I said the other day, he needs to start being like, um, well, uh, what was, who's the president that they tried to hide that he had polio? So his wife started oh, doing the uh, fireside Roosevelt. pet. Roosevelt. FDR. Yeah. Yeah. FDR. yeah, Roosevelt. Yeah. So uh, Biden's wife. Kennedy. Yeah. yeah. So between her and Kamala, they need to like just start taking over for him because I, it was There's, painful so, to watch um, the other day. Speaking of presidents who hid health stuff, I can't remember which one it was. There was a president who had a stroke and his wife actually ended up essentially oh, yeah, yeah. being president because mm-hmm. I think they, that they was wouldn't Wood- let I think that know. was Ro- Woodrow Wilson, I was believe. Wilson? Yeah, Woodrow Wilson. Uh, yeah. Can I, can yeah, I just say I missed like drunk old, history? And like the hella old ass wheelchair. Like the yes. first one. They both were. Yeah, but his wasn't like the big, like it had big ass wheels and looked like it was made out of like wicker. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. was bedridden. He he couldn't move or talk. Yeah. And she basically like forged his signature. She, she, she did. She totally weakened it, burned it, burned yes. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then, oh. you know, we've got Kennedy who on, Kennedy who had such a bad medication addiction because of like I don't even know what it was I can't had, remember like, that disease Addison's Addison's disease, Addison's That's disease. What he yeah. yeah and that wasn't you know we didn't know anything about that uh at well, we I wasn't alive then but that <laughs> yeah you know, right yeah it was like was with auto, the whole yeah yeah <laughs> His uh, his his dalliance with Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm. was hushed up by newspapers mm-hmm. at that time mm-hmm. because he was the president and there was some kind of respect there. And they all just, knew, like everybody knew. Everybody he, knew you know, exactly. He was on the yeah. road and he was dibbling, dabbling, and drinking, and um, that's why his brother started to kind of come up a little bit. Well, mm-hmm. you know, kind of fact, but I think in a way to be like, all right, let's. This is another Kennedy. He is the real good boy. Um. But I yeah. heard they both were sleeping with Marilyn Monroe. And then I, I also heard, heard, was it Hoover? Who was the... No, it wasn't Hoover. The FBI director, the asshole. J- yeah, J. Edgar Hoover. Okay, yes. He kept it... Huh? He hushed it up because they were both also fucking all these spies. Yep. And one of them ended up being a German spy. That's and so right. That's there was that's a lot right. of stuff. We were talking about, on our other podcast, we were talking about... Um, uh, the, on the sh- on Letterkenny, they were talking about honeypots and mm. like spies who use mm-hmm. sex to like, mm-hmm. you know, get information and stuff. And you know, acting like this was like a new thing. And I'm like, what? I mean, have you never seen a spy movie or like I, yeah. any James Bond? Always movie the or? hot girl who comes. Always, and, and, you know, she like, can. That's shoot based great, on truth. Never that's that pushy galore. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> that's not. That wasn't like made up by a writer somewhere. That that's yeah. like actual. Like I mean, fucking Matahari, yeah. who oh, yeah. gets a bad yeah. fucking rap. She yeah. was not yeah. a terrible, terrible person. She was blackmailed into spying, spying and yeah. and like she had to seduce the guy to get the information. And that just that, like, that's what made her this notorious, like evil person in the eyes of all of these men because she used sex. Mm. But that wasn't like, even then. And they that knew wasn't better. Too- they probably wanted her too. They were like, oh, so lucky. But of right. course, it's easier to go ahead and let's make the woman, you know, the the victim. I mean, not the victim, but the, the aggressor. And she's the bad person. And I mean, there's so many. Marilyn Monroe, you know, her, mm-hmm. you know, her legacy is definitely tainted, mm-hmm. you know, with with that. Um, and she was so like, Mary Magdalene. right before she died. <laughs> she was so. 
she, she was so like, broken up. She was yes, so, yeah, she was yeah. so used and yep. and broken by these powerful men who, when all she well all she wanted was for someone to yep. love her, love her, yeah, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, just very Anna Nicole Smith. I don't know if you guys watched yes. the documentary on the twenty twenty day. Yes, it's really good. <laughs> like it, you, I remember. At I the always kind of I like. I don't know why I liked her. Like, and then when she did a reality show, I was like, no, right. That's, not yeah. Um, but you learn on this documentary more about that and like what led up to that and what was going on. And I feel, I still feel like she died with a broken heart and it was very sad. Cause her kid and died. Surprisingly, she loved that old ass dude, but not yep. in a way that was like, that's my, that's my husband. We sleep together, but more of a, I respect him. He's helped me to come. Yeah. You guys have to watch it. It's, I, I highly recommend that because it was just another Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, another woman taking advantage. But hey, mm-hmm. ladies, our pussy is powerful. We need to do it the other way. Just like, you know, when we were talking about two episodes ago, that's what she was trying to do. Yeah. Take yeah. her power back. I mean, if, if women realize that they own half the money and all of the pussy. I, <laughs> man. <laughs> There'd be no I wars, mean, no lies. Weed would be legal everywhere. Everybody's health and wellness would be great. New parents would get like eighteen months of paid maternity Man. and paternity leave. I, they would actually go. You don't work anymore. Wh- which one of you are going to stay home right. and raise your children? You, you have know? three options. You can stop working and take care of the baby. Yeah. You could stop working and take care of the baby, or you could put it into one of these fully funded preschools where we will yes. teach them and love them. And you know, yeah. Yes, we're going to teach them how to be self-sufficient, garden, yeah. and do this. Yeah. Oh, we're living in such a beautiful, just beautiful dream world, aren't we? Oh, but it yeah. could happen. <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. Yes. But uh, I think on the episode we were on, I was trying to remember. And this one, um, if Huey had like, he always has a very poignant, you know, because he's the most. Just so, so, child. so the other side of this was with Tom's in jail is Huey and Riley are trying to get Tom out of jail, yeah. working with Jen Rummy and Ed the third. Yeah. And that's when they go, go they go into, go into raw. They that's basically go right. rob the store. That was when the whole yeah. Iraq war um, a- analogy, like really fully right. started coming out because Put the your whole gun thing down. The, yeah, <laughs> the, the name guns. of the beer was black gold and yeah. you don't, we don't have any weapons. You want the Koreans down the street because it was the North Koreans who actually had mm-hmm. a weapon of mass destruction mm-hmm. at the time. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I forgot about that. Thank you. I couldn't remember what I did too. I was, was like, in and what? you didn't write it down here. Yeah. yeah. See, producer like, man. <laughs> was in there. Yeah, no, that was, um, that was a very, because it was so subtle. Yeah. Like I didn't, I, I didn't realize some of, you know, the, I don't say nuances, but some of, you know, the importance until we talked about it. I was like, Oh, that is true. That is okay. Um, I don't think people know that who, you know, his grandson and his friend are supposed to actually represent. Right. You know, I don't, you know, I know I didn't think that back in the day. Right. You know, at all. Yeah. I it didn't just see it at all until cartoon. I watched it like five times after Dean had already said, <laughs> this is what Reddit says. And I'm like, wait. I gotta watch it again. No, I still don't. And then now you, I gotta watch it again. Then you watched a clip today of uh, of of Rummy. Oh yeah. And Rumsfeld. 
Mm-hmm. Talking about known there knowns. There are known knowns and there are known unknowns, but there are also un- <laughs> unknown, unknown unknowns. <laughs> like that was a real actual quote from yeah. Donald Rumsfeld that Rummy, Jen Rummy, did in the car the, the, yeah, in Boondocks. Yeah. Like, and then who voiced the characters? It was just like that made it even better. Charlie right? Murphy and Sam Jackson were yes. fucking amazing. Rest in peace. Yeah, yes. Oh, also, I did want to say rest in peace to Cicely Tyson. We were just talking about yes. you know, beautiful, oh, yeah. powerful women. Yeah. yeah. So 2021, man. I mean, and then recently Hank Aaron. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't hear that. And Tommy Lasorda. Cloris Leachman. I I remember that one. Yeah. Oh, Mary Uh, Wells. Christopher Plummer. Chris, right. Christopher Plummer. Mary Wells from the Supremes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes. That, yeah, that just happened too. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause they say they go in threes. And it's like, they've been a little more spread out, you know, because like when Michael Jackson, it was Michael Jackson, Farrah Fawcett. And then, was it Ryan Tatum? Or is he still alive? Hmm? It was Michael Jackson, Farrah Fawcett, and then somebody else who passed. Like, it was like, boom, boom, boom. No, River Phoenix was way before that. River Phoenix was back in 94. That's That's when Whiskey A Go-Go was like a thing. The Viper Room is where That's he insane. died. There you go. I, said, this a <laughs> I, well, I that, had a yeah. massive yeah. crush on him at the time. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> so in so the, Northern the, Cali, the, don't I? W- yeah, the whiskey. The, uh, the, yeah, all that stuff. But the Viper Room was owned mm-hmm. by Johnny Depp, and uh, mm-hmm. River Phoenix's brother is the one that called 911, even though he was like 15 or 16 at the time and mm-hmm. shouldn't have been mm-hmm. out of the club with his brother on drugs. Yeah. And mm-hmm. now we have but- Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. I mean, <laughs> which I heard he did a really great job. I haven't I'm, watched yeah, it I'm yet. I'm not going to watch that. And so, he eats well. Yeah. We'll say that I'm, as well. I, I mean, I, I, I'd rather watch him as the Joker than Jared Leto. As the Joker. Agreed. So. Agreed. Jared Leto. Jared Leto is just, every time I see him, I think of the show that he was on. When, at, He's, at, oh, My Soul Called Life? Yes. I, and I'm just so, waiting for Claire Danes to come in and say something. So what 15 year olds did not say or think like, mm-hmm. but yeah. I'm I'm waiting for the news to really break about his cult that he started. Because it's coming. Oh, yeah. It's, I, next, looks like, I feel like it. Like that movie we just watched. Um, Denzel. Yeah. Uh, the little that? Things. Little Things. Yes. My so we just watched it was that. It was, it was. It was. It was it, okay. Uh, he was ab- terrible. Um, honestly, like, I don't think he's a bad actor. I'm not a fan of him. But this was probably the worst acting job that he's done and it was not really it didn't flow very well yeah he's but, just he uh, he's attractive he ha- you know he has years in, really in the industry but <laughs> like I he mean, was in think, the 90s <laughs> well you know that i mean because he's very androgynous now like in a way so i think like people think that's like a johnny depp kind of cool thing i don't know i don't get it. i think his eyes are great yeah. um yeah i so like romy malik but i could see romy malik and being part of this cult I that, love. I love. I like. I he like Rami Malek. Also, I, can, I do in that like. Movie, though. I. I. Well, I. I think he just. I, it was. He was really, the, really terrible. I think the entire like, writing. He, he spent for the, the thing. entire movie pointing his chin at people. Like, he does that. That's yeah. yeah that's, it was. That's it was Rami just. It was yeah. really. I couldn't. Poor Denzel. That's what we're doing now. Denzel. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, a, technically, there's award winners. Those are those are Oscar winners and Oscar-nominated actors. And it's just a terrible movie. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's obviously not always the it's it's not who you put in it. It's the, yeah. you know you got to write good the stuff writing too. and everything. Oh yeah, 
And well, people don't care anymore. They just go, yeah. hey, I have the money. Boom, yeah. let's make it. Yeah. Speaking We're going to use my iPhone. Speaking of awesome writers, one thing that is the same in almost every episode that we've had and have not mentioned it yet is we keep bringing up that Aaron Magruder is a fucking psychic and that oh, yeah. these stories that he would write, like the way that the world is changing right now, how much that, uh, how relevant that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next episode being the, st- the story of Gangs Delicious when we talked Gangs about Ice Cube <laughs> back in the day. And the ice cube that mm-hmm. we all know and loathe right now. <laughs> uh, he's so quiet. He's so oh, he got real quiet, quiet real fast. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Let me go. Let me go back to making these family films. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's going to be like a Zoo Day Five coming out next year. <laughs> I don't remember the names of the movies. Oh, family but trip, trip whatever. Punk ass. <laughs> yes. Did all his oh. bullshit for a pardon. Yeah. I didn't comment too much like when you guys actually recorded, but did Riley Huey's the militant one, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So did anyone yeah. recognize Riley's growth from that first episode where he wanted to be Mr. Shooting Up Bang Bang and then mm-hmm. by the time he was like, Nah, I'm done with that dude and then when he did the painting, that mm-hmm. was like just a whole nother yeah. progression. But he started oh, picking yeah, we're not battles. even we are we are actually maybe needing to cut this into two episodes yeah. two episodes because we have only gotten to episode six, six. out of 15 and like we we can't talk about riley's growth because it yeah. hasn't happened yet yeah. Hubby, you said before you said yeah, that he goes are you guys at the end and i was like no no <laughs> right i keep looking at the clock going yeah. we're not gonna cut this down to an hour and a half maybe we should yeah. actually cut this yeah. into two I could. We'll see. I mean, uh, we stop right here. We're halfway. We're about halfway. We'll eh, almost. Seven. So let's, yeah. Let's, seven. Before we before we do a wrap up, how about yeah. uh, let's talk about the story of Gangs Delicious. Yeah. Um. And voiced so by vo- voiced by Most Def. Voiced by. Oh, I can't remember his. You not Yusef. Uh. Something. Yeah, I think Yusef. Well, Most Def, who has changed their name, and Dean is looking it up now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I couldn't even tell you. He's Most Def, and you can tell his voice. Anytime, right. it's so distinctive. But I love his change too. He made a very good right. transition. Yeah, right. Gangs Delicious so, kind of started oh, out as yeah, like Yaslin Bay. Say it again. Yaslin Bay. Yaslin. I was going to say that. Bay. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> well, I knew it was a y sound. I I, I remembered that. <laughs> but then I yeah. was thinking of of um, Cat Stevens. Oh, Ramsey. Uh, no. Yusuf Eslam. See, Yusuf. There it is. That's where that one came from. <laughs> is that what he changed his name to? Yes. Yeah. That My husband's was, uh, very upset with him because of Cat and Cradle. Oh, that one hits a lot different now that my dad's yeah. gone. Well, yeah. Yeah. So we're not talking about the first time he heard it. I should have. I wish there was like oh. two reaction because he was like, what? Who, yeah. Why would somebody? And I go, babe, just listen. And he was like, this is, this is deep. And I was like, mm. but it's a good story. It's mm-hmm. a good story, but yeah, I forgot he did. He did change his name. Yeah, change his identity. Uh, was that uh, Cats in the Cradle? Was I thought Harry Chapin or something? There were a lot thought, of artists that yeah. did Cats in the Cradle, mm-hmm. like fucking um, Green, yeah, Harry Chapin. Green Jelly did Cats in the Cradle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I don't know if y'all knew that band, but uh... but yeah, but but yeah, not but Harry Chapin and Cat Stevens, all those guys were right around the same, as yeah. well as uh, oh god, what's his name did. Uh, I've seen fire and I've seen rain. James Taylor. James Taylor. James yes. Taylor. Ah, they were like all right. Yeah. All right. Around the same time. Very similar sounding voices. Yeah. Sidebar really quickly. I just yes. found this out. Did you guys know 
that the Beatles song, which then I turned around, I was like, wait, this is Earth, Wind and Fire song too. Gotta Get You In My Life is about cannabis. Not no, surprised. <laughs> about, I mean, yep. They sang about LSD enough, so. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's completely, and so I was looking at that, I did, I had a, a guy that I was on his podcast, Soundtrack Your Life. You guys should really check it out. Good podcast about soundtracks and He's on Purple Rain and I was on his podcast and we did Dazed and Confused, but he came on mine. And so we were just talking about different stuff. And I stumbled upon that because I always like to give quotes and little information at the beginning of the pod. And I was like, what? So pulled out my YouTube music and I started reading the lyrics. And I was like, what? Oh, yeah, it is. And then right after that, the Earth, Wind and Fire version came up and I was like, <laughs> oh, I've totally heard of this. But yeah, just in case you guys were ever on a trivia show. And it's worth $1 million. <laughs> now you know. All right. So there you go. I love it. Yes. Sorry. Uh, um, yeah. No. Uh, this was the uh, first episode to address homophobia in, mm-hmm. uh, in black culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was, that for me, that really stood out because growing up, um, when I was 16, I, my godfather came out of the closet. To me, never to my dad, um, but he came out of the closet to me, and uh, I was introduced to his new family. We'll put it that mm-hmm. way. His, you know, it was it was uh, a bunch of amazingly beautiful. Again, looking back, like club people, um, mm-hmm. like they all couldn't wait for me to turn twenty one so we could go to the gay bar. Unfortunately, <laughs> my uncle passed away before I turned twenty one, oh. so that never happened. But in that, you know, in that five years, like that was, I, I got thrown into queer culture so hard that I immediately was like, holy shit, I'm bi. No, maybe I'm gay. I don't even know anymore. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, it was yeah. beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And they probably identified it a bit because I feel like they do. And back then it wasn't so much like, ooh, let's convert you as it is now. Right. Like, oh, I am. Well, We're friends. So you should be too. But Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, that's, I think that's cool that you actually got to have that awakening during the time when it's not, it wasn't a fad. You know what I'm right. saying? It wasn't like, oh, I did it in college. I had this one time with my Well, that was, that was the trope when I was growing up, that it was something that you did in college before you got married or mm-hmm. or you were like Large Marge in Pee Wee's, mm. the, the movie, <laughs> this movie. Like that's, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Like that, that... <gasps> That was um, that was media representation of mm-hmm, being a mm-hmm. lesbian back then. Yeah, yep. uh, like I, I literally Jean jacket. Got, oh, what's her name um, on <laughs> Roseanne when Roseanne when oh Sandra Sarah Bernhardt there yeah. she is yes when oh. Sandra Bernhardt came out of the closet and then was on Roseanne as a character who mm-hmm. was bisexual like that was that was around probably around the same time that Ellen came out. Mm. Um, I'm not sure which came first, but so like the way that media changed happened when I was right at that age where I was figuring yeah. it out for myself. And I think granted, it was Ellen first and then, and then Sandra Bernhardt. And I like the way that they wrote that in. And then do you remember when Roseanne kissed Morgan Fairchild? <laughs> yes. And they were like, Oh, the old deal. Too bad. Roseanne was an idiot. Cause I really liked Roseanne. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yeah. I loved it. Like yeah. Becky and what she went through. I was like, go Becky, go be with your yeah. man, Mark. Um, yeah. I had a total so crush good. on Darlene. Darlene, that hey, was me. Were, that was me growing up. You had it right there. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, Darlene that was, was my style. 
I would wear those jeans with the holes all ripped up from like my thigh down to my ankle with the oversized flannel, flannel <laughs> with the, <laughs> the big much. curly hair with the undercut. No, that's my hair now. Um, <laughs> I could yeah, you that. totally Darlene, have the, the bisexual number I one totally haircut. I totally have the bisexual number one haircut right now. When they gave Darlene David and then she got pregnant, I was like, come on now, guys. <laughs> right. That is who she's going to go for? Let's that's realistic. Guy? Like, DJ's the weird one. Darlene should have went to go ahead and came out. And then, you know, just who she was. And, yeah. Um, no, I, great, I have not watched any of the, the new The Connors Don't waste your time. Shows. Don't, okay. don't. So, I was like, I don't know whatever happened to those characters. Darlene has a daughter, a son that's transitioning. Um and okay. lives at it. And I was like, wow, y'all just went like, boom, we don't go ahead and we good. She, yeah. Good. Um, uh, Jackie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jack no, Jackie. Jackie. Yeah. Which she is real. In a, realistic. In a lesbian re- relationship. Yeah. And the actress. Yeah. After George Clooney beat her up. Right. Um, wow. Yeah. That? yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He yeah, was the boyfriend when they I worked at the, in yeah, the when they worked at the warehouse. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he dated, it was when he, when the actor was on Facts of Life was the same time that he was on Roseanne. And then he got um, ER. (laughs) And so then he Right. That's when he became like a big old heartthrob. Uh, Oh, yeah. But yeah, that, the, that episode, um, uh, the story of Gangs Delicious, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of toxic black culture on display. Um, in well, hadn't Riley, hadn't Riley by this point said, nigga, you gay, like at least. Yes, that definitely, that was definitely and he said it in this coming up. to him. Um, so I think it was like being approached. And, I mean, the, the subject was like being breached, like, hey, the words that we use have power. And, yes. you know, there was a shift going on at that point. Because um, around this time, it was very big in the, the gay rights for marriage. And I mean, it was starting, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. So. It was once again Aaron Magruder. Kudos to you, sir. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, it, I feel like he probably just you know looked at what would make things. Well, he looked at how terrible things were and just kind of extrapolated from there. Because mm-hmm. it like looking back, it's a really obvious arc for so many things that have happened in life. Um, like calling him a psychic, I absolutely do because he could look at what was happening at the time. Like you know that was uh, let's see. Um, early 2000s, you've got, um, so 2004-ish, I think it was like, yeah. Sounds about right. Uh, that was right when, you know, Britney was losing her mind. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and. Walking in gas stations with no shoes on. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. hitting cars mm-hmm. with umbrellas and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm trying to I think, think of what, like, where we music, are. Like, our, our, our vibe is changing. I remember thinking like, we went from having Brandy and. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like more R&B to yeah. Brandy getting in a car accident and unfortunately somebody dying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think the Parkers went off at that time. You just really start to see that shift from when it was a lot of black, you know, entertainment to it started being the socialites. And that's where we kind of started yeah. focusing. Um, yeah, I think there what was he was also- saying is, you know, I, I just wanted to really point this out really quickly because I remember mm-hmm. having a conversation with my mom as a culture we are the most judgmental and we want to base it on our religion and our beliefs but there's so much blasphemy and things going on within the church mm-hmm. um but that it was let's go ahead and we are 
we're disenfranchising somebody else that is going through what we went through 60 years ago or what 40 mm -hmm. years ago for civil rights. Now we're saying, oh, let's treat them as second class citizens when we have so many, you know, within our own community that, you know, we all have kind of that cousin, you know, being a real black church, your choir director is definitely, you yeah. know, definitely a gay man. Your but gym teacher to, is probably yeah. either a gay man or a gay woman. Yeah, yeah. my <laughs> psychology teacher, I knew it. He talked about how he was a shop. He was a personal shopper at Macy's. And I was like, yeah, Mr. Kavanaugh, your belt and shoes match a little too well. Um, and, and remember I was telling you guys, I was watching um, uh, Married Children again. Well, Marcy played a very right. sexual woman and is the biggest hardcore lesbian yep in is. real life yeah yeah um and and by the end of the show it was played a little more like she played her cousin who was a lesbian yes you know um but that, she was in control so it was a it was a way that we controlled it at the end of the 90s was to be uh do it on the low to be you know to be like sub yeah. about it and then all like, of a sudden it was in the forefront one of the things that I think is kind of interesting about what you just said, it's something that I've brought up before with friends, um, is that, you know, you've got all of these, like when we, when we were growing up in, in the 90s mm -hmm. and we had all of this progressive shit that we were, we were going through at the time, like not, you know, civil rights, that mm -hmm. was a given. Now we're, we're looking at, you know, gay rights and um, affirmative action. Affirmative action. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. So, um, make sure I can remember what my point is here. Uh, let's see. So those people who were like, for example, um, Janine Garofalo, mm -hmm. um, a lot of those nineties comedians who were really mm -hmm. like risque and like mm -hmm. pointing, like pushing the line a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, they didn't, I mean, and I'm not saying this is Janine Garofalo in particular, but like, that a lot of Dennis comics Barry and, and uh, they yeah. they stopped growing there um mm -hmm. like jk rowling when she first wrote the harry potter books they were really progressive for the time yeah. but you know like the whole idea of of dumbledore being gay was this uh this huge thing yeah and then and she never tell. yeah she never progressed from there yeah. she never grew from there whereas mm -hmm. a lot of us um Grew up and grew and grew with changed. It. Yeah. 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 And we continued and growing. Yeah. And it was okay that we, you know, admitted that we liked whoever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, whoever's we, living in the We tried to and, move the stigma off, but then these people who like again with that media part, they're still stuck when they thought when they were progressive. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's part of the problem with uh white liberals, quote unquote, these days. They were progressive in the nineties. And then they just never really changed from that. And they think yeah. that's okay. Yeah, because they didn't change with the times. Like what right. you're progressive about has to, you know, to grow with you. Um, Lindsay, I'm curious because, you know, I know you're listening. But yes. being yeah. you on the East Coast, how, how did you grow up? Like how was your, um, you know, how, how the atmosphere, the attitude? I mean, you grew up in, you know, closer to New York and you know, where they the first clubs were and, you know, everybody was a, a lot more people used to leave their small towns to move to the East coast because that's where they could be themselves. So I, how was like, I how was up, growing up and that for you? I grew up in Rochester though. So it's like upstate New York. 
um, mm-hmm. which is a medium-sized city with a very small town feel is how I often describe it mm-hmm. to people. Um, now, I will say, though, yes, like, you know, just with society and the times, there was a lot of, like, <sighs> ignorance uh, bl- and blindness, uneducatedness mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. being gay or about just queer culture, all of it. Like, people, mm-hmm. you know, even growing up, we used to say, that's so gay. Yep. You know, one time oh, I got yeah. a spanking. Oh, yeah. I was mad at my sister and went through the, you guys used to keep the notebook by the phone if someone called. Um, I went through and wrote on random pages, my sister is gay, my gay sister, like da-da-da-da-da. Oh, I got And we used so to just say that. that, like, oh, God, that's so gay. Yep. Oh, you like them? That's gay. Like, we just said mm-hmm. it. And some, yeah. you know, my when my stepson was uh, in middle school. Uh, he the, he and his friends were saying that like I had to have a big old talk with him that he ended up really taking to heart and like becoming really kind of an advocate for his friends to stop talking that kind of shit uh, mm-hmm. which was awesome but like that's that is so fucking pervasive because we're still struggling well not we but so many people are still struggling with the idea that just because someone's a little different than you doesn't mean there's anything bad about it and now what i'll say is what we've evolved to is like what hubby said earlier pause like they they don't say oh you're being gay like now there's like a respect you know of of some sort to know to to not use words that are offensive Mm -hmm. so now it's like it'll be a you know kind of i don't want to say a joke but there's there's comedic humor behind it like oh pause bro like that's a little that's a little much and i think that's a progression because when people were saying the f word you know um and and saying like we said that's gay i definitely said that i nine thousand times said that between probably seventh grade and 11th grade maybe not in 10th grade but um the fact that people had to be so living in the dark about it you know but now oh no you watch commercials watch four commercials in a row half of them are going to involve a gay or lesbian couple mm-hmm. and a family. And I, that's, I think that's really cool. There are more black people. It's more mixed. There's more interracial then, relationships yeah, being yeah. portrayed on commercials. Yeah. Like that was, for me, that was a big thing. When I started seeing mixed kids starring in, in commercials and TV shows where the parents were a mixed race couple, mm-hmm. where it was blatant that this kid was mixed, that yeah. was when I was like, okay, this... This is amazing because I never had yeah. any kind of that shit when I was growing up. Like nobody looked like me. Whitney oh, no. Houston was the closest thing. <laughs> we didn't have that at all. And that for Mariah? me, somebody that was like, I want Brian Austin Green. It was I never had, you know, mm-hmm. it was it always had to be something that my friends knew and whatever else. But I couldn't just go and be like, Grandma, I'm I like the football player, you know. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll take it to the pessimistic place, though, as I often do. Like, it bums <laughs> me out because it's like you'd think, though, as we progress, that people would kind of take the lesson. Because where I still see a lot, mm-hmm. I mean, and I know gay people still face a lot of persecution mm-hmm. and bullshit. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But I catch so many people. I don't fucking say shit. Um, typically, mm-hmm. because whether it's at work or whatever, which maybe that's my bad. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll just kind of catch people kind of say things like oh you look like a tranny or like shit like that and i'm kind of like like come on like we don't say yeah we don't say that shit at all like i don't get how like if you're if you're woke quote unquote enough to be woke a little 
I feel like you should be woke enough to sort of explore your vocabulary, you know, before you even go that I don't know, like, yeah, read I the would room. never call read the room. Let what room, what year are you in? Like people that do shit like that still remind me of Michael Scott, Scott from the office because, <laughs> but poor like him, he was just so naive to it. Other people are just, like I said, I think it's just a privilege and it's the privilege makes them not have common sense. How about that? I think that's really what it is. Yeah. I you know, think it's that like, is, I think you're right. At you know, this point, like there, at this point, there's no excuse, really. Like, if you yeah. know that a word is hurtful to somebody, stop using the word. It really is yeah. that simple. It's not about your right to say the word because that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's about someone's feelings. And if you cannot see that what you're saying is hurting somebody, maybe you should actually realize that you have no fucking empathy and you should learn how to be human. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm. And, I'm know, hyper empathetic, so it pisses me off so much when people don't mm-hmm. think of other people because that's all I fucking well, I, do. <laughs> yeah, well, I love Jason Lee. I don't know if you guys follow him or anything, but he, you know, very proud gay man. Okay. Um, he's a pod, he's journalist. Um, mm-hmm. He's the best kind of like, oh, this is some dirt. Let me go ahead and get this. Um, but he is very honest in saying, I could call somebody else, you know, uh, gay or flame or anything else. He's like, because that's me. Just like black people have taken the sting out of, you know, my nigga right there. Mm -hmm. Um, You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Just because we've taken the, we've taken the the sting out out of it. It's now our word. You can't use it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I'm like the movie Ted. I'll call white people sometimes. I'm like, you see that white nigga over there, what he was doing? Um, (laughs) Yeah. But it to our grandparents and those that were, you know, fighting for civil rights. That's so like, you know, blasphemous and you know, offensive because that's what they fought against and fought for. But we always need to understand as the generation that comes next or the one that, you know, comes before us, times are not the same. So whatever our struggle was is not going to be anybody else's struggle. And like, let's look at it as a win. Although we're still being killed, um, you know, but it's, it's so much, like you said, power in words. And I think that's also something that was a great, you know, um, theme throughout this entire season. Yeah. Um, based on, you know, what he said, but I mean, with the story of Gangs Delicious, it's a, it's a great way to, to set it up because we look at rappers as hardcore, manly, whatnot. And mm-hmm. Riley played that innocence that we all have and how we admire somebody. Um, and then that slap in the face when we find out that maybe that dream isn't what we thought. So, I mean, I thought it was great. Think it's really good that Gangsta Delicious, the character himself, kind of like was like, you know what, we're gonna grow together. Yeah. Like, okay, you know me, you know my sick my secret, but I'm still gonna be around. You know, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of weird that you know a grown ass man is friends with an eight nine year old. But um, there's quite I a few grown ass men that are friends with these kids. And yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> but um, but I just think that that um, that dynamic is expressing a broader, you know, um, point, you know, it's just, uh, we need to just see everybody as people. And like, we don't always have the right perception because they have to put this falsehood out about themselves, Yeah, you know, to, you can't come out and rap about shooting and doing this and doing that. And then you go home and you and your boo take baths together, you and your man, and you like rub lotion on each other's feet. 
like which, to most people. Which in my opinion is kind of a like that that's a shame. Like I would yeah. want to know that these these people that I potentially like cared about because as a celebrity we do actually invest emotion in them mm-hmm. even if we don't actually know them. Yeah. So yeah. like if I like this musical artist, like actually great example uh, um, and a, a particular person who I have never actually followed because I was never into like the dance mom stuff, but mm. Jojo Siwa, who just came out of the yeah, closet she came, and she posted like, pictures with her, her girlfriend on Instagram mm-hmm. and she's so she happy. You know, that's her style. Oh, All the Those glitter and the the oh. flashy stuff and the the high ponytails and like that. She's gonna have to make I a change though. Now that you're coming out with a girlfriend, it's a little more adult and no, it's a little more like Ooh. No. The fact that she's keeping like she's like, No, this is me. All of this glitter and pink and shit, that's all me. And I'm gay. Like she's what basically she saying, I'm America's not going to change. Hmm? How did she become a thing? What was she on? I think she was on she was on Dance Moms. She was one of the kids from Dance Moms. And oh, then okay. she, I don't know, some kind of career got made out of that. I honestly I had like heard Abby of her, Carter. but I'd never really like paid attention. So mm-hmm. Lifetime but, has gotten some hits with some reality shows between right? that and sixteen. Uh, I was going to say sixteen and pregnant, sixteen kids in county. <laughs> yeah. They. Oh, and that family. That's another episode too. <laughs> but yes. Um, no. Yeah. I. It's. It's an evolution. We've we re- evolved, but. Yeah. History repeats itself. Yeah. You know, and we, and, you know, it, it kind of stays the same. But, um, yeah, I I wish that they would, like, come back out with Huey and Riley older and then bring Gangstalicious back. Like, Gangstalicious yeah. is, like, 45, trying to rap still. That'd be, that'd be you know, that that's actually something that I've thought about when I keep seeing that they, they're trying to reboot the series. I keep mm-hmm. hoping that it's actually... Well, maybe Huey and Riley growing up or having grown up, you know, because it's been, yeah. what did we say? It's been 15 years. So I was say Huey at 25. They'd be way in college. They'd be family. Yeah, well, Huey yeah. at 25 participating in a Black Lives Matter rally or. I, and if, Riley lives with if, Huey. If, if, we're ex- if we're excluding <laughs> season four, which a lot of people like to do. Um, <laughs> yes. Because yeah. that, yeah. that, that was in 2014. I believe. Yeah. Okay. There was we a big skip between three out, and four. Like, oh, because Aaron Magruder wasn't involved. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 That's yeah. Wow. He got fired from his own show. Yeah. Kind of like Dan Harmon did from uh, Community. Anyway. <laughs> and nobody Kurt cares Sutter, about him. Um, <laughs> and Kurt Sutter from well, even though the spinoff of Sons of Anarchy wasn't that good, but he got let go, mm. and that's why that show ended. Um. But yeah, yeah, it's uh. Yeah. It is definitely, once again, a broader message on black people. Look at yourselves. You know, we can't fix what the problem what everybody else has with us until we fix the problem with what we have within ourselves. And mm. that episode totally showed it. You know how you even from and I and I think it was great because for men, it showed men are still under pressure. Men still have to hold themselves up to a certain stature. And that's to be, you know, hardcore and rough and like the girls and, and whatever else, you know, for women, it has to be, be bomb, be perfect, have the perfect boobs and ass and, you know, look like you eat two walnuts a day. <laughs> um, you know, so it, uh, definitely it would fit now when people are talking about, you know, male masculinity and, you know, the toxic masculinity. I'm sorry. Although yeah. I don't really agree with all that because I'm going to teach my boys to be boys, um, you know, and be men and be strong in whatever capacity they see that. 
but I don't think anything's wrong with like when my boys kind of like fight back and forth. You well, know, that's, um, that's not really toxic masculinity is more about as they grow up, they don't understand that they can do things like show emotion. And like, oh, yeah, when we when but, Dean and I talk about toxic masculinity, we talk about how much he has battled against that in his life and how because his in my opinion, his dad is kind of the epitome of toxic masculinity as a father. And <clears throat> Dean did not grow up being able to share his emotions freely and now we've gotten to this point where i am so happy when he is able to fully just like this is how i'm feeling and i can put yeah. words to it and there's nothing because wrong it's him with being that. accountable yeah. and it's him realizing yeah. like he can either be like hold that in and not be a good communicator and then that just right. is going to manifest itself into other ways um so, or but, just go ahead and do it but, but the what point I, was is the, to, I don't know if you remember what's the the shaving company the that came out with the commercial mm -hmm. and their biggest thing was let's break Yes. yes. Yeah, it was Old Spice. Let's break the, the you know, the boys will be boys. That's what I'm talking about. Like, boys will well, be boys and they will battle and fight and whatnot. That's, that's not, not the boys. Saying, that's not the same as it. No. I, that's what I'm saying. They were trying to lump that all together. I yeah. don't believe in that. Like, no, you can't so change something that's innate. In, in, boys, a, in a male. The, the term boys to be boys will be boys is generally said when there's no accountability for those children, mm -hmm. for those mm -hmm. men. Uh, boys will be boys. Boys will be boys is what got Brock Turner six months and probation. Oh yeah, Believe like me, I, I, that's what toxic masculinity. There's nothing. Of, um, there's yeah. nothing wrong with masculinity. Assault, so I completely yes. get it because that's what they. That's the whole yeah. thing. They but, were football yeah. players. They yeah. were this. They were that. So boys will be boys. But I just and, I want you I want to make we're saying like the same thing like I know I know that that's why I just want to make sure you understand the words toxic yeah, masculinity that does mm -hmm. not have anything to do with masculinity it has to do mm -hmm. with the toxicness of believing that they that a man has to be a certain way and cannot stray from that mm -hmm. toxic mm -hmm. masculinity is a bitch to women but it is killing men well, it's, it's kind of like you mm -hmm. know. One of the things that like I men like, going to therapy. Yeah, is that's one of the big trauma. Yes. Right. Because yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's one of the big things that I've you know on my on one of my other podcasts <laughs> where <laughs> there's a there's another 52 year old white guy like me who you know we were always taught hide those feelings, be a mm -hmm. man, mm -hmm. uh, but now we suffer from depression and anxiety, mm -hmm. uh, and so we talk about that and we we tell other guys that it's okay to go seek mental health help because. And that's a conversation that we need to have with yeah. groups. Like it, yes. you sit around with your beer or whatever else. Like it, yeah. ha it has to it be okay to for be to pull another guy on the side and go, Hey, I noticed that you're doing this. Yeah. You know, I haven't talked to anybody like what's going on. Yeah. Cause everything Actually. that we go through as we grow up, it manifests itself sometime in your life as Absolutely. an adult. So if you don't deal with it, it just becomes a problem. Can yeah. Confirm. So I, I yeah, so I, I totally agree Like that that's why bringing this up again and maybe having a highlight on like this episode would definitely yeah. and shine I'm sure, some light and I'm on, sure, on it. I'm sure, well, because I think Gang Salicious comes up again yes. in a yes. future yeah. episode, yeah. so this yeah. is going to be, so, there will be more of this for sure. I, I just oh, yeah. wanted to, real quick, I, yeah. I wish that I knew the name of it off the top of my head, but there is a startup company out there that's um, basically a social media company that's trying to emphasize, and this is black community-centered, um, mm -hmm. normalizing therapy and talking yeah. about your feelings and, and mm -hmm. talking about going to therapy with, yeah. so it's like, 
um, they have shirts that's like "You good, sis?" and it has like mm-hmm. the oh, yeah. number of a of like a suicide hotline yeah. and that kind I of stuff. I am so fucking proud of the black community for taking this on because that is another thing that we do not talk about. Mm. My yeah. dad strong people, died but, telling yeah. me maybe two stories my entire life about Vietnam because he could not talk about his feelings around mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it, I look forward to the day, like, I hope that when Evan, it, when my stepson is a dad, that there is nothing keeping him from being a real person in front of his kids, mm-hmm. um, a full person and flaws and all. Like, that's one of the hardest things I think that, you know, cause he's a real, like, he's a, he's a real athletic kid, real mm-hmm. popular and like, you know, plays football and yeah, he could easily, and he talks about the other football players and tell, tells us some of the terrible people that are there because Everett, um, <laughs> because, uh, yeah, uh, a very, um, red, red state-ish area of, mm-hmm. of the state. Um, and they live in, uh, their delusion is just on 100. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, yeah. But I'm I'm so proud of him when he'll talk about how, you know, his friends being an asshole and, you know, he would call them out on something yeah. or, mm-hmm. you know, stand up to somebody who was picking on somebody else. And like, that's I want to see more of that. That to me is is signaling the end of toxic masculinity, because yeah, as I was just gonna say, a they masculine have examples man, now. Yes. Yeah. Well, you have rappers that are coming out and they're like, yes. Uncle rappers that are coming out. And I'm like, I'm like this. Killer Mike, um, I think, Killer has been. Killer Mike is amazing. <laughs> oh, he's, genius. he's genius. I cannot wait for my invitation to his bank to, mm. to really be open. I've been waiting mm. for months. But um, what he's doing and the fact that he went from being a rapper, I danced to him many times at the club, mm-hmm. to knowing that he grew up in what, and I'm not saying black ho- households aren't this, but just with what he grew up, like financial literacy. This is what we need to do. Community. <laughs> You know, um, let's go ahead and let's create a community like we had before they came and blew it up, you know, with mm-hmm. Black Wall Street. And that's not the only place or in history that they've done that. Central Park yep. is another one. But that I think that's what the, the change is. People want to start living to their to their quality of life that they see for themselves. And they don't want to be like, oh, because I grew up in an urban area oh, because yeah. I'm black. like, I don't hear the, the man's right. keeping me down hardly anymore and that was like a big theme i would say probably when we were growing up agree that's inspirational i think that is the change and then my kids are 12 and 9 they are so outspoken and they are going to tell you what they think hubby told the youngest one today i don't care what you think we know more than you (laughs) roblox xbox you know more than us other than that you don't know but the fact that they do feel resolute in what they believe in and what they know is inspiring because that lets us know that we'll have more people that are fighting for other people, you know, to make us yeah. more communal. Yeah. I think, um, I think one of the things that I do with my kids, I don't know if you've done this with yours or not, but I mean, I told my kids from the time that they could understand, I'm going to fuck up. We're, we're, you know, <laughs> we, we, you know, we're, we didn't, you didn't come with a manual. <laughs> so I wish I wish Roseville Sutter had been like here you go. I mean, go to page thirty two for that. And they're because they're and yeah. they're both different. They're both very different mm-hmm. kids. Very different. Uh, but so yeah, I I mean, but I told him I said you know I'm gonna fuck up and don't hesitate to say something if you think I'm making mm-hmm. a mistake at something. Mm-hmm. I will listen to you because mm-hmm. we didn't 
we didn't grow up with that. Oh, yeah. And like so, Cosby Show, that's what we always base it off of. Like the co- <laughs> when he had the ep- the conversation with Theo, when mm-hmm. Theo had the bad grades, and he's like, "Here, let's play with this Monopoly money." And Theo was like, "Why can't I just be a regular person?" I remember he being would a, be kid a garbage and like, man. Yeah, preach. You know what? Garbage like, men make good damn money. They make yes, more money than teachers do. in this city. So and they, thank and you they work much. hard. They <laughs> yeah, work hard. They do. They but work. I'm just, I like how <laughs> they were honest, and that's what we are with our kids. Yeah. I don't because when you lie to them and you don't tell them the truth that's when they go and they call you back on that shit later. And yep. that's when they kind of start building that resentment. Exactly. I'm the same way. I tell my, well, my husband says, don't do what I do. What'd you say? What's your little saying? Don't do as I do. Do as I say. <laughs> do, yeah. But then you add like something else to it. Cause then he goes, even if I was wrong, I could have been right. Cause if I was like, like, it's a whole thing. Yeah. And then my sons are like, all right, dad. And they just walk away. Cause they're confused by that. time. <laughs> but, <laughs> You know, the, then you go know. into that. There are known knowns, and then there are known unknowns. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I mean, but letting them know that you're a human, and that when I had you, I was young and dumb, or whatever mm-hmm. I was, yep. and I've been figuring this shit out the whole time. And like you said, as a parent to kids that are so different, that's your le- that's learning because you have to learn how to parent them differently. Yeah, and and you know, and tend to their cares and their needs. So, parents, just sit your kids down. They're not dumb. Like yep. for some reason we seem to think they are and have a conversation with them. And I think, I think, yeah. I think we can, there will be, when we do part two of this, yes. uh, <laughs> that, that we will, there will be definitely more of this to talk about. And there's going to be more of this to talk about. So oh, I yeah. think, but I think, yeah. yeah, we, sh- this, this is probably a good point to, yeah. uh, to kind of good uh, therapy session. On oh, that God, note, yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, if you, <laughs> if you've listened to us before, you know that we like to talk and we have a lot we can talk about. So, uh, Really want to thank y'all for hanging out with us. Um, and uh, we will definitely be back, I guess, next week with yeah. part two. Yeah. yeah. And before we sign off, I do just want to say RIP to Dustin Diamond. Screech. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was a little bummed for some days. Like, say by the bell, screech. Like, what? Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely wanted to, you know, shout him out. Yeah. All right, you got Lindsay. You got anything you want to let people know about before we sign off for this week? Um, no, but next week I will have something for y'all. Fantastic! All right, uh, those of y'all listening at home, I I I guess it's like a Valentine's ish day or something. Yeah, I think this is when this comes out. Um, if you celebrate and you have someone to celebrate with, congratulations, and I hope you have a fun a fun day. If you, if you don't celebrate with yourself, if you if you Hell do yeah. celebrate and you don't have someone, that's okay. It's a fucking pandemic. We don't want you to go out there and catch something. Um, if and it's a man made holiday, right? Right. If you're like me and you don't give a shit, have a great weekend. And you can buy your own goddamn candy and flowers and celebrate yourself, right? Love I yourself. Myself, I said we're going wine tasting. I just want to be drunk. Also, and say, so here we go. You know, look around, y'all, because we're getting into spring ish. So that means you're going to be seeing people selling flowers and fruits and stuff on the side of the road. Remember that those are people who probably haven't gotten a mm-hmm. lot of money from mm-hmm. anybody to help them through all of this. So go out there mm-hmm. and spend your money where it actually is needed. You know, look for those farmers, look for farmers markets when they start opening up yes, again. Um, spend your money in small businesses. Amazon does not need your fucking money. Do not give it to them if you can help it. I know that that's Although something I just that some a lot of people need. Oh, <laughs> I did too. I that make I your ass look for my classroom, ridiculously but great. So when I'm wearing my, my leggings, yes, but I agree with you like <laughs> that those, their strawberries, their cherries, 
are 10 times better than what yes. you're going to get in the grocery store anyway. Yes. And it's a lot of hard work going into picking and harvesting those. So yeah, yeah. stop, you know, get like four, you know, freaking pounds for $10, <laughs> which is way more you're going to get in the store. Right. But I like that. Shout out to that. Love you guys. All right. I love you too. And we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Don't take this the wrong way, but I need you to get the hell up out of here. Hey, fam. Thanks for joining us again as we make our way through the trials and tribulations of the Freeman family. Hope to see you back again next week as we continue our season one recap. Want to know where to find us on the social medias or where to subscribe to the podcast? Just head right over to www.theboondockspod.com slash links. Have a stupid white people question you want to leave us? Email us at host at theboondockspod.com or leave us a voicemail at 760-933-8636. That's 760-WE-3-UNDO. Shout out to the artists who've created our intro and outro tunes. Our intro is hashtag make a change by K-I-R-K. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, and Tidal. Our outro is Good Times by Audio Binger. You can find them on freemusicarchive.org and YouTube.